Hey everybody, it's Alex Kober from Scratchy Records Broken Headphones here in Orono, Maine. This is episode five. My guest this week, Clinton Spaulding from, uh, are you said you're from Orono? Are you from parts of Maine? Uh, born in Connecticut, but okay. um, in, started to be raised in Connecticut, but pretty much from Maine. I've lived in a number of states, but I keep coming back. Yeah. Nice. And you uh, host Decadent Herald Tuesdays, 2 to 4 mm-hmm. p.m. Yeah. Uh, and welcome to the show. Welcome to thanks, man. Scratchy Records. Yeah, I, thanks. Fifth episode. It's, an, it's a little milestone for me. I managed to do five episodes without self-destructing so <laughs> we should have a fiesta i wish we had stuff here yeah. but um we were just talking about uh nerf last week and we just talked about how you found a little dart lyric here at the station has like three nerf guns in one of the drawers and he says he's always prepared for what? <laughs> Is a bunch of Nerf assassins going to come in right now? I don't yeah, get it. Yeah. It's the weirdest thing. But um, And he has, like, it's called a Nerf Rebel, and it's supposed to be, like, strictly a gun that, like, females could buy or uh, girls could buy. Yeah. It's got, like, hearts and everything. J- just give a ner- just get a nerf gun, okay? I, I don't I don't like how they differentiate between... This is the, uh, the Bic for ladies <laughs> uh, approach. You know these? Do not know what that they're is. They're pens. They're just pens. This is like what you're saying. Like, I mean, do we? Need... Oh, and they're and they're f- like flowers and yeah. Imprints? I mean, it's like different colors. They're a little bit slimmer. I guess it goes back to uh, like the Virginia Slims, right? For the yeah. cigarette, you know. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, there's really not a whole lot of difference except for the cost. Um, it's big, more expensive big or cheaper? Su- big surprise. Big for ladies. Pens uh, are a little bit more expensive. Are you fucking uh, kidding me? No, I'm not. Um, God. Yeah, but yeah, it's the same. It sounds like uh, Nerf is taking the same approach. Like, yeah, it's been for years. I've yeah, seen them at like yeah, Rennie's. We don't, and yeah, stuff. I don't think we need gender-specific Nerf no. guns or writing utensils. Not even a fucking like Playmobil or Legos. Yeah, you want you want your kids to build a treehouse? Let them build a treehouse. I would say my my youngest uh, actually has a Hello Kitty. My youngest son mm-hmm. has a Hello Kitty little toy drum kit. The only reason he has a, le- a Hello Kitty toy drum kit, mm-hmm. well, he's had this for, I got from when he was like three, mm-hmm. instead of a Transformers one or something, yeah. is because the Hello Kitty one also came with a tambourine. So oh, it's hell like, yeah. Like, you could get three of these blue things or five of these pink things. Well, there's five of these things you can bang on, so we're going to get we're gonna get this one yeah. instead. Uh, I would, if I was a father and I was doing, I'd also do that. Yeah. And I assume the Transformers were... Let were cheaper than it was about the same. It was like about, I mean, within a buck or so. Okay. Um, but it's, yeah, it's a thing like you know maybe seventy nine cents more and get you two more. You know, a, a, a tambourine and a maraca or something. As a like college that. student, seventy nine cents means <laughs> yeah, more. Yeah, it goes a long way. So yeah, that's. I did not know that Bickford Bickford pens. I don't know if they still. Like, this was a few years ago. I don't know, mm-hmm. um, and I think they. I, I, I think they, you know, big surprise, faced a little backlash. Well, hell yeah, especially so, in this climate. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm not I, trying I, to call anyone out, folks. No, you know no, what I mean? yeah. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know if they're still doing it or not. But yeah, a few years ago, this was, yeah, this was an option. Wow, that's insane. I like when I go pen shopping. I, do, I can't believe we're talking about pen. When I go pen shopping, I don't care about the color or anything like that. Only thing I care about is if it's lasts more than a day. Yeah. And the cost. 
and I'll get those nice like if you wear a button down shirt pens you can put in the, po- mm. the shirt pocket yeah. I'll buy those or I'll just buy the shitty like two dollar Bic ones that uh, <laughs> Bic for men <laughs> yeah seriously yeah. Bic for men I actually have Bic shaving yep. uh, bla- uh, razors mm-hmm. it's great my friend's like yeah I just bought this electric razor great I just bought a nice plastic package <laughs> Bic right at the counter of the CVS two bucks still works yeah. look at this nice face so. wow that's that's mind blowing that they do that. But then again, anything for money, yep. I guess. Um, so we talked a little bit before recording. Um, you said that uh, you were here at the university for uh, ten. Year, you were doing. You've been doing your show for ten years. I've been doing my show for ten years. Yep. <clears throat> I um, started. So I came. I did. Uh, I think usually the arc of an academic is to <clears throat> try out mm-hmm. different schools, but uh, the place has a, a, this institution has a special place in my heart. Uh, so anyway, I did my undergraduate here. Uh, it took me a little bit longer than most people. And then I left for a while. Well, I, I finished my bachelor's degree. Um, uh, I moved to your neck of the woods, actually, down on the north shore of Massachusetts, <coughs> just north of Boston a little bit. Kind of Salem and oh, uh, Peabody and Danvers area. Yep. Damn, Halloween must have been nightmare. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I was in Salem. Yeah, one the, the one year I lived in Salem. Yeah, Halloween was nuts. <laughs> but then, uh, yeah, I went to the Navy for a little while, and uh, when I got out, I came back here and um, did my. Ma- I started my master's, I think, in '06, mm-hmm. like the fall of '06, maybe the spring of '07. Jesus, it's been more than ten years. Yeah. Uh, I think, yeah, it must have been around the spring of 07. I started my show <clears throat> and um, finished my master's degree. was really lucky to get a teaching job down the road here at uh, Hudson University. And, you know, it's 12 miles down the road or something yeah. like that. So, yeah. um, no hate towards Hudson. No, no, yeah. No, they're both, <laughs> yeah, they're. They, they, they each have their pros and cons. But, yeah. uh, Hudson is like that distant cousin. UNH is like the bastard we don't want to see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, they let me keep doing my show. Um, and, yeah, so now it's 2019. Yeah, it's been, a, it's, yeah. It's been a little while. Hey, it doesn't matter how long it's been. It's just how yeah. much fun. That's how I measure it. How much fun have you been having? Uh, it's great. For 10 years. Yeah, I know? mean, it's been fun, you know, and it, it's weird. Uh, this is terrible, but uh, it's like <laughs> the uh, Matthew McConaughey character in... Uh, um, Days and confused. Of course, I'm not looking to. One of my favorite movies. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not looking to prey on high school, but he's like, you know, he, this is a guy that never leaves town, right? Yeah. And so I never really. So, um, you know, I've seen all these young people, you know, like like yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, there's just these waves every few years. There's these waves of station managers and production managers, music directors, and stuff that come through, and some honestly a little more effective. Than others, but uh, you know, for the most part, overwhelmingly, um, it's it's great, man. You know, great young people mm-hmm. uh, running the station effectively and introducing me to new music left and right. Yeah. It's been, yeah, it's great. Yeah, I don't think I mentioned this, but I I like to do impressions. Nice. And just in, so my favorite scene out of that is um, when uh, sort of the main character, that new kid. Yeah, yeah. And he gets in the car. Yes. And he's like, same man, you yeah. got a joint. 
No, not on me, man. Be a lot cooler. <laughs> Be a lot cooler if you did. <laughs> and my sister, she's the one that showed me that film, and I was in like seventh grade. Yeah. And she goes, Jake, you shall not watch this. And I'm like, yeah. fuck you, I'm watching this. <laughs> and we watched it together. I was cr- like, I didn't even know anything about high school yeah. at that point. I was cackling with laughter. Yeah. It was so much fun and like so much, so many young stars. Oh, yeah. Um, like Ben Affleck, uh, even Matthew. I mean, he was just still sort of making a name. Um, I'm trying to think who else. Uh, oh, uh, Adam. Oh, yeah. Goldberg, I think. The long haired. Oh, that starts a fight. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> he was in Saving Private Ryan. That's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think he, that's the one that gets stabbed, right, in Saving Private Ryan? Or no? Yeah, he's the yeah. Jewish yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Jewish soldier, and he cries when he sees, like, the. Uh, uh, Jewish star mm-hmm, when mm-hmm. Vin Diesel hands it to him. Yeah. Vin Diesel, I'm seeing probably right. I fucking forgot yeah, about that. That's crazy. Uh, but yeah, he was in that. And do you know Giovanni Ribisi? Yes, dude, I His love that guy. His sister is uh, the one that Matthew dates at the end. Yeah, with the, with the uh, hair, sort of the, the afro. Yeah, the red yeah. hair. Yeah, never even knew that. And you know who <laughs> else was in that? Um, um, shit, dude, I saw her perform live down at Bates. Um, She's a super stoner girl. Parker Posey? Uh, also, yes. Yes. Um, Not the one we're talking about, though. Yeah, the one who's, like, strumming, like, she's uh, pretty blazed, strumming guitar. <laughs> oh, was she the freshman She was a girl? model. Like, no, she, she was a model. What was she, like, in the film? What she was, was one of these uh, kind of outliers with the dopers. Um, oh, uh, I can't believe I don't remember. Like, she was Mi- a model. M- Mia yes, Jovovich. Mia, Mia Jovovich. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. I didn't know she actually yeah, she was a, that's, that's her, like, playing guitar. And I saw her live. Um, this has been my running joke lately, because uh, <laughs> I'm old, but I'm like, uh, I'm dating myself, which I don't mind, because I'm wicked fucking cool. Uh, one should be so lucky. Um, <laughs> don't worry, the second coolest guy is right here, so <laughs> yeah. don't worry, pal. So, like, I'm dating myself here, but, I, yeah, I saw Mila Jovovich down in uh, down at Bates College mm-hmm. geez, years and years and years ago, open for Toad the Wet Sprocket. Um, oh, and this wasn't like a reunion nostalgia. This is kind of when they were all doing it, so... This was on the heels of Days and Confused. Days and Confused was probably what early nineties. Yeah, 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 yeah. So this was probably like ninety five, ninety six. Wow. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, Mila Jovovich opened for. Uh, Who would have thought? Yeah. That girl would uh, grow up to be one of the lead stars of yeah. Resident Evil. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and she's also, uh, I love The Fifth Element. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a great film with and <clears throat> Bruce Willis. She did a great job playing that like. Um, she did not understand a lot about humankind because she was, like, basically an alien um, and newly formed. So she had to, like, look up and, like, implant, mm. learn everything. Uh, and I, one of the lines I love is she's speaking, like, this alien language, and Bruce Willis doesn't understand it. The next scene, she's, like, speaking English. She goes, how did you do that? She's like, I just learned it. Yeah. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, Days and Confused, that's actually one of the... F- I'm glad you brought that up because Days and Confused showed... Me introduced me to a lot of the classic rock I didn't even know about. Oh, yeah, like Dr. John, must have been the right place. Yeah, yeah. Must yeah. have been the wrong time. I love that. Yeah. I love that music. Yeah, that soundtrack is great, man. Um, Aerosmith. Um, Aerosmith. I'm not a huge Leonard Skinner fan, but I would mm. say Tuesday's Gone on that song. Yeah, it's probably my yeah. favorite Leonard Skinner song. Um, I'm trying to remember, there was another. Fox on the Run. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a hell of a. Turn, there's another soundtrack. song. Oh, uh, 
war. Why can't we be yeah, friends? Yeah, 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 yeah. That hazing scene. That that was the <laughs> one scene I was like, is that's what gonna happen in two years for me, Ma- Britt? Yeah. Like, what the hell? Um, but yeah, that soundtrack. Like, I actually just looked it up on uh, Spotify a couple weeks ago um, to help me uh, try and come up with a like good line f- or like a script for a like seventies kind of show because mm-hmm. I was watching so much of that 70s show that I decided to make my own. Uh, I have not even written it. Mm. So, um, but that soundtrack, I mean, Alice Cooper, ZZ Top, Ted yeah. Nugent. So like a lot of these um, like 70s affiliated or like just known for that, uh, I got used to. And uh, the one song that I was sort of confused because I, I didn't know it was from that time was schools uh, was that literally schools out yeah. by Cooper? Uh, I thought that came out in like I don't know the late eighties. Yeah, I didn't know it was sort of like a seventies affiliate. Like what that era of that film was. Um, I've also been prone to think that Days and Fuse was filmed in nineteen seventy six <laughs> because the cinematography yeah. looked so good, but also so like yeah. Aged that I was like, yeah, wow. green. It's got this like kind of natural green yeah. to it, or something. the slightest details of like the cars, mm-hmm. the hangout spots. I was like, this isn't 1993. This is like yeah. actually like they tr- time traveled to yeah. 1976. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's how I sort of got like my guess my classic rock thing because I said many times I grew up on Motown, Teddy Pendergrass, Soul, mm-hmm. uh, Jazz. My mom grew me up on like James Taylor and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. sort of acoustic stars. Um, but classic rock, I sort of listened to my own accord. Uh, that's how I found Led Zeppelin, which is my yeah. favorite band. Um, have you heard, have you been catching up with like this Greta Van Fleet controversy? I'm, a, I, I'm aware. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and in full disclosure, I have not. Li- I I I haven't listened to uh, Greta Van Fleet. Maybe I should. Um, but I've read a lot about. It. I mean, <laughs> so I mean, initially I was reading about them. Um, still get a Rolling Stone. I think I might be the last one, but I still get a Rolling Stone sent to my house. Um, and I go, oh, yeah. You know, so first it was just, there's this, you know, music review or uh, album <coughs> review. Yeah. And then they had a little expose on them. And then they're, I don't know if they were on the cover or not, but then they had like a pretty, you know, substantial article. Yeah, they recreated, I think, the Queen stance of like them all like with a shadow. <coughs> and yeah. I think that's been on, I don't think it was Rolling Stone, but it was a similar um, yeah. magazine. So, um, yeah. And, um, a friend of mine from high school, I guess I was friends with both of these kids, but um, a friend of mine from high school, his younger brother, uh, he lives out in Michigan. Mm-hmm. and uh, That's where they're from, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's this guy, he's one of these guys that, uh, and um, this is probably good work, you know, making people aware, getting people thinking and talking via mm-hmm. social media, which, uh, which I don't engage in uh, or engage with a, a whole lot. But, um, yeah, my friend's little brother out there, he had a really just kind of diatribe about Greta Van And he's a thoughtful, he's a thoughtful dude, and, and he can write well. And, I mean, this is paragraphs of a Facebook. It's one of those Facebook wow. posts where you, like, see more, and it brings you to a yeah. different Yeah, thing. yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's seven, like a, a fucking essay. Yeah, it was yeah. like, seriously, man, it was like a <laughs> seven-paragraph diatribe. <laughs> uh, and not really just dissing him, but... Um, yeah was like, look, you know, and he's a musician himself, a mm-hmm. uh, talented musician, songwriter, one-man band. He does a lot of collaborations with people. And mm-hmm. he was just like, you know, this is, these guys, 
good, you know, hey, good for them, you yeah. know? You can play some music, people like it, and they'll give you some money for it, good for you guys. Uh, but it's also, indic- you know, kind of indicative, partly indicative of what's wrong with uh, the music industry, you know? I can understand um, that, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, you're just kind of recycling the sound, and I guess his, his major, I guess the... Uh, uh, what sticks in his craw, the 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 Greta that sticks in his claw, uh, craw over all this is that uh, <laughs> they claim to not really be Was, aware yeah. of like so a lot of people like to, I think bullshit, I call yeah man. like I like their I'm starting to get back into their music because I listened to them over winter break and then I sort of took a break after they yeah. had some bad like uh, performances on SNL and I thought that'd be like their oh yeah make it moment. Uh, I guess they were just the lights were a bit too bright, mm-hmm. um, but I got back into them. Even I say that's bullshit. Yeah, because own it, you know. Honestly, yeah. yeah. And they're like, oh, we got all. Of, they got all their inspiration from like a lot of Aerosmith. I yeah. they sort of dress like seventies, eighties. Mm-hmm. Steven mm-hmm. Tyler. There's no fucking way. The reason you got your voice was from not listening to Robert Plant. Yeah. There's no one on this earth that doesn't yeah. sound like RP. Though. Yeah, 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 yeah. And even yeah. have you seen the video of Robert Plant knowing of them? No. Uh, there's a English. Uh, YouTube channel or like a documentary channel that um, interviewed Robert Plant and they're like do you heard of any like new bands and he brought up this band from America uh, Greta Van Fleet yeah and they just started talking and jokingly he said I hate him I hate him <laughs> and he just sort of gave a wink and everyone yeah. knew he was yeah. why hate on that yeah. it's not like he, he they're not stealing their songs yeah. or anything, even though Led Zeppelin has been constantly in court for mm-hmm. riffs and all yeah. that um but for me, personally, I like any kind of music, and I showed my dad uh, one of their songs. And, you know, our classic rock station back home is one of the things he listens to. Stairway's on there, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. As, any, as any classic rock station. Yeah. I showed him one of their songs, uh, Black Smoke Rises, which is one of their, like, big, big songs. Um, and he's like, oh, I never heard of this. Where's this from? I said, this is, two, like, a year ago. Yeah. Are you shitting me? This guy sounds like Led Zeppelin. I yeah. said, I know that's yeah. the whole controversy. Mm-hmm. So now he's, he keeps asking me like for YouTube links. I'm like, Dad, <laughs> you have I set him up a Spotify. Fucking yeah. look it up for yourself. Like Christ. <laughs> but no, I definitely get that. If you're gonna, if people are gonna do that, just own up to him. Be like, yes, we do listen to them. But yeah. you know, I can understand <coughs> people being, you know, there's no way you can't be listening to Led yeah. Zeppelin. Mm-hmm. Some, but it, we can't make them do anything yeah. it's not like we're forcing them at gunpoint or yeah. anything so and like you said I mean I think that's the biggest thing like you don't accidentally sound like Robert Plant yes. you know what I mean you're either Robert Plant or, or you're, you're trying to or you're trying <laughs> yeah. to sound like Robert yeah. that's not just gonna happen by accident even like you know how like the, the primal screams mm-hmm. it sounds just like Robert Plant yeah. and one of the big the gentleman that showed it to me was in my history class um he was talking about, like, yeah, they sound a lot like Led Zeppelin, but um, they also sort of have a, I guess, they one of their interviews that I read online, they listened to, their parents showed them, like, Earth, Wind, and Fire, and then I heard, they did a cover of A Change Is Gonna Come by Sam mm, Cooke, and I was like, nice. holy shit. Greta Van Fleet did? Yeah. Wow, no kidding. It's off their first album. <clears throat> um, not really their album, it's seven songs, so I yeah, guess that's I an album. It. Yeah. Um, their second album is getting has gotten a lot of flack because it doesn't sound, you know, it just sort of sounds like the part two for the first album. Mm-hmm. But there's one song that I like it called uh, "You're the One," um, 
But yeah, they did a, uh, a cover of A Change Is Gonna Come. That was the first song I heard by them. Mm. I looked them up. I said, oh, is, is this a cover? Sure enough, it was. I was yeah. like, all right, I can dig these guys. Yeah. I got my respect. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but. That's the thing. I, I mean, I know you, you were telling me uh, be, before we started here that, that you sing. Um, and I was telling you that I'm a hack musician myself. And yeah. So, I mean, it's what I love. These, yeah, it's like one of these things. Like, I'm not going to, like, condemn these kids and I say kids because they are kids I mean they're, yeah, they're like one, teenagers I'm yeah I'm 21 the lead singer I think is only uh, 22 yeah there's three brothers two twins and then a third yeah uh, who's like younger than them one of them's like 19 that's what I thought I thought like you know some yeah. so I mean dude these are kids that are putting their time in you know what I mean like um, talented musicians so I mean I'm not gonna just sit here and you know and, and bat like yeah good for them but there was a certain amount of like and I think, you know, of course they are kids. So, I mean, learning and it's not like establishing integrity kind of comes yeah. with, you got to go, th- you know, through some growing pains. Yeah, there's there's that, there, I don't think, uh, hopefully a lot of people understand, there's that time for growth. Yeah. I hope they don't sound like this 10 years from yeah, now if, yeah. they're, if they're still mm-hmm. making music. Um, but one minor thing that I can't, also can't stand, the lead singer, they're from Michigan, but the guy has the stupidest British accent <laughs> yeah. whenever they speak yeah. to interviews. Yeah. And it's just him. Yeah. The bro- I can see like the brothers like looking at him like, what the fuck is he doing? Because yeah. I try and do a good British accent, like Jason Statham. Yeah, yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Got that. With him, he's like, yeah, you know, it just happens. <laughs> like He sounds like a Russell Brand ripoff, and yeah. I can't stand it. Yeah. Um, Although, if he were to do an Austin Powers character, maybe it would work. Yeah. But it's one of the like, little pet peeves. It's like, you yeah. just act. Just speak in your normal voice. Don't do this fucking philosophical British accent. There is a lot to be said for authenticity. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. You know? But like you said, it probably grow when, you know, the hope is that... You, Evolution, yeah. Yeah, you grow, you know, you start doing something, figure it out, and, and grow. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And um, that was uh, one of the things that I wanted to bring up. Before I decide to burp, excuse me, um, you started off playing uh, punk, you said, about three hours of punk. Yeah. Fuck um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, could you say you, 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 what you have said to me is that you've evolved as well with oh, like, yeah. your music tastes, playing a lot more of the bins. Yeah. Just getting a good sense of like old, new, future. Yeah. So, I mean, I, uh, it's super cool hearing you, you know, tell me about um, the music that your parents kind of brought you up with, and yeah, my parents too. I got I have a lot of their vinyl. Um, nice. So um, you know, all this talk about Led Zeppelin. Like I have my dad's Led Zeppelin records, man. Holy shit! I don't think they're like first editions or anything. Right. Like, hey, but any I mean, Le- I've never seen a Led Zeppelin vinyl. In my yeah, life. but I mean, they sound fucking dope. You know, there's no yeah. scratches on it or anything. <laughs> so um, uh, you know, years and years ago. Well, growing up as a kid, mm. you know, uh, you know, I'd put their records on, and uh, and then you know, you move into cassette tapes, <laughs> yeah, uh, and then into <laughs> CDs and stuff like that. Yeah. But uh, so I, you know, I got a record player, and like, oh, you got this right. Well, we have all these records. You might as well just take these records. We don't listen to them anymore. Oh wow! And um, so I have all my dad's Led Zeppelin records. Fucking Black Sabbath, uh, Holy shit. Deep Purple. That's my dad's side, right? Perfect Strangers. Yeah. I like that. And uh, and then my mom, you know, I, I got a uh, Chris Christopherson records. Oh wow. 
Um, some of the same stuff like your mom, yeah, like James up, Taylor, yeah, kinda like the singer song. She grew up on like country too, like Dolly Parton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, my, uh, my mom. Yeah, my mom loves. I actually took. I bought uh, tickets when Chris Christopherson was down here in Portland. I took. Uh, oh wow. Yeah, my I took my folks and uh, my oldest boy, Ellis, uh, down to see Chris Christopherson. It was great. But anyways, I've always had you know pretty wide uh, appreciation of music. Um, my first cassette tape I got as a as a kid. Mm-hmm. I got a dire. I asked for it. it was like weird. I got a, my mom would give us Easter bag. We're not r- religious, but uh, you know, but we all like candy and gifts for no good reason. Fuck it, a bunny brought it to the house. <laughs> yeah. Happy Easter. <laughs> yeah, look at that. The Easter bunny dropped off Brothers in Arms by Dire Straits. Look at that. Um, <laughs> the rabbits. The fucking bunny's got a nice. He's got an El Dorado, yeah. and he's blaring yeah. that down. <laughs> so that's what I was like, maybe eleven or yeah, eleven, twelve years old. And um, it was really weird. I-, I loved the oldies as a kid. Like I, I called the old, like yeah. sixty, like kind of the stuff exactly. you're talking, like you know, the kind of the top forty, um, kind of bubblegum pop of the sixties and stuff like that, mm. doo wop and shit. I loved that. And then uh, so, but I, I started, you know, listening to the radio stations. I'm like, oh, I like this, uh, you know, money for nothing. So I got a Dire Straits tape. And uh, from there. <laughs> I got into Eric Clapton and George Harrison had his Cloud Nine, one of his solo yeah. albums that came out. So for whatever reason, I was like twelve years old and really fond of uh, British guitar gods like yeah. Martin Offler and Frampton and, uh, and, all that. and Harrison. Yeah, um, and then uh, it wasn't long after that. Uh, I went through a John Cougar Mellencamp phase, <laughs> and uh, it's like service merchandise. These stores that don't even exist anymore. Uh, within like two months, I think I saved up enough money to buy like four different John Cougar Mel- and it's like every tape that I bought mm. was a different name. So it was like John Cougar Mellencamp, and then John Mellencamp, <laughs> and then John Cougar, <laughs> and then like the mountain rises face. again yeah. or some shit. Uh, <laughs> and shortly after that, um, and I feel really lucky, like moving from Connecticut as a young kid to you know Northern Maine here. Mm. Um, uh, my mom worked here on campus, and um, uh, with the job that she had, she worked with a lot of uh, athletes, a lot of football players and basketball players, mm. and they introduced me to hip-hop. So, I mean, I'm talking, this is, like I said, uh, I don't mind dating myself because I am that cool, but um, <laughs> this is like late 80s, early 90s. Yeah, um, so, NWA. Yeah, well, like not that. so much that, but it was like, so a lot of these guys uh, that Coast. I met, yeah, were East, East Coast, Coast guys from like East Rutherford, New Jersey. These guys were coming up from Chicago, a couple mm. dudes from New York. So it was like, you know, Boogie Down Productions with KRS-One. Yeah. Um, Gangstar with like Guru and DJ Premier. A Tribe stuff. Called Quest? Tribe Called Quest is one of my, still yes. one of my all-time Dude. favorites. One of our similarities, yeah, I love Q, it. Yeah, Q-Tip, it's it just the man. Um, so I'm, you know, I'm listening like, holy yeah. fuck, this is like, this exists. Yeah. And I'm 13, you know, 12, 13, no, 13 14 years old and Northern, like pre-internet, I mean, you can't just go yeah, yeah. track this down. You know, I had people like that knew stuff. this introducing yeah. me to it. So anyways, I mean, this is way roundabout to get to your question about punk, but like, so I've always had a really like eclectic appreciation of music. Um, and so punk I was into and I was like, you know, I'll play this on my on my show <coughs> um but then when i got here to the station like i said there was just like you know holy shit there's just mu- all this stuff. music that i've never heard of um yeah. not just bands that are, i mean genres and like approaches to music that i never even 
imagined. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, we're I think around here are encouraged to you know these little these I don't say little these small kind of burgeoning uh, you know, record companies send us their their music, and uh, you know we're encouraged to play that. So once you know I started playing that stuff, that's that's been my approach for years and years you know stuff comes into the bin and we have great music directors here you know that yeah. that scan the stuff write up little descriptions and compare them to bands that you may or may not have heard of before have you been getting the emails yeah, yeah. from lyric right lyric yeah, and that, all, yeah that weekly update i think is yeah fantastic and that's the thing that's and so that's been helpful for me too is i get older and busier and you know i don't have time to come just explore the bins like yeah, i used to boom, and then, right on your yeah, phone yeah so like on wednesday or whenever he sends out that email you know when i come in on tuesday to do my show it's like well he was just mentioning um <coughs> oh, who did he just mention? i think it was the first so whatever email game it was that first band the first uh, he said it's like their fourth album or something like this i have mm. to look at the email again but yeah that was like, I looked through them like yeah that for like I'm gonna definitely play them on my show on Tuesday definitely hmm. yeah um sorry I'm just trying to remember we you brought up I didn't even know that I'm I'm glad you brought that up because you know I always um, how I see some of my friends they grew up mostly on just classic rock yeah um so like I meet these kids dads and like I'm I'm a white kid going to a private Catholic yeah. middle school, elementary school. Down in Rock or West Roxbury? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. down in, uh, I went to school in Needham, and yeah. Needham is probably, in my opinion, one of the whitest towns known to man. Um, it used to be a dry town. It's not anymore. <laughs> um, they, well, it wasn't really a dry town. It was like, there's no liquor stores, but alcohol could be served at like restaurants oh, okay, in Needham. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. sort of a dry town, sort mm-hmm, of not. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I meet these, you know, these kids' dads, and they're like, you know, they drive me home, you know, if I need to ride home. Uh, kids, guys will be playing, um, like you said, like Peter Frampton or just uh, some, uh, this one kid's dad always played Electric Light Orchestra. <laughs> Nothing against ELO. I, yeah, I, yeah, I yeah, love yeah. Uh, And that's how I actually got rediscovered re, uh, Strange Magic, yeah. uh, which I love. Uh, one of my favorite songs by them. Um, but I'm coming from a different perspective. You know, my dad went to... Hyde Park uh, High and there were a lot he he grew up in a very diverse uh, neighborhood you know and he went to a high school where there was white black Mm -hmm, Hispanic mm -hmm. all kinds of uh, diversity and he would like he was sort of like sort of just enamored himself with that kind of music yeah Uh, because his father and mother his parents listened to Frank Sinatra big bands sort of what that 20s Mm 1920s 1930s generation grew up on Mm -hmm. and he just sort of evolved from that and all the um, guys who went to school they'd be like how do you know about Temptations and Barry White and you know all these guys and my dad would be like because I I like it yeah so I'm coming from absolutely left field listening to Four Tops Temptations Marvin Gaye um, Sam Cooke all these great great soul artists and even undercuts like (laughs) Uh, well, not really undercuts, but like Earth, Wind, and Fire, uh, Tower, Power, oh, yeah, and all sure, them, yeah. and that's what my sister and I grew up on. Mm-hmm. So when I would be in these cars with these uh, kids and their dads and even their moms playing like country, the shitty yeah. country, yeah, 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 I can do an, I can do some nice like uh, Willie Nelson. Yeah, but, dude, there are levels to country oh music, my man. God. And some Don't of those levels are really shitty. My sister and mother listen to fucking shitty country yeah. and it pisses me off 
I reference so a bad. genre of baseball hat country. Yeah, it's just a fucking baseball Not even existence. that. You know Bo Burnham? Yeah. Uh, metrosexual country. Uh, yeah. Or um, what is it? Beer country. Yeah. It's like it's a cold beer. Yeah. Friday night. That's the entire genre in one sentence. Which is too bad, man, because there are some really, I mean, like, great Actual classic country. country. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, I'm not too familiar with this Chris Stapleton character, but I guess yeah, he's, he's coming Tennessee to the waterfront. Yeah. yeah. So I guess there's been this, uh, you know, there's a, a group that's kind of trying to recapture this authentic. Yeah. Kind of, and yeah. So I don't, I don't know him too well, but um, yeah, I've been, I've been pretty enamored with, uh, you know, like Sturgill Simpson. Um, I can't talk. I don't know much. Of, yeah, I only no, he, know Chris Stapleton and he, like Brad Paisley. Yeah, Sturgill <laughs> Simpson. He does some pretty cool stuff, and um, yeah, some of these newer country guys. They like, yeah, it's out there and it's <coughs> cool. Uh, Jason Isbell, like you know. It's, oh yeah. You know, I think, uh, you know, genre, you know, like all these different genres I think are interesting, but I think there's a, like this idea of Americana, which I think is, it's like the new alternative. Yeah. Like America, Americana can mean, you know, a million different things. Yeah. But, uh, so listen to Jason Isbell, um, kind of a sucker for Southern rock. So he was in nice. the drive-by truckers for a long time. Well, for a while. So they got kicked out. Um, for being a drunk. Really? Listen, man, and I've seen drive-by truckers like after they booted him out of that band, and these guys stumble out with bottles of liquor, and it's not for show, man. I mean, it's bad. They go hard, and I'm like, what the? How fucking drunk do you need to be <laughs> to get kicked to out? To get kicked out of this band? <laughs> uh, but I guess he's since cleaned up, you know. And right. he, he's a fantastic, uh, fantastic guitarist, and and uh, well, you said you're a creative writing major, I mean, right? Um, or minor. Um, mm. This guy's uh, songwriting is just out of this. I mean, really captures like you know yeah. the essence of some of this stuff. Yeah, which I think you know you talk about like the the you know cold beer and Friday, which totally cheapens and dismisses like the legitimate yeah. experience of what some of these other people understand and trying yeah. to capture. And, and even like I used to. Um I didn't understand. I, I didn't realize that until not only Bo Burnham's like nice little comedy about it. I don't know that. So I'm gonna have to go check. Yeah, I mean, I know Bo Burnham, but yeah, I don't know that. Look it thing up on YouTube. Up, yeah. It's I love parodies and satires yeah. of that yeah. kind of stuff. It would actually, if you if he didn't like poof it up with comedy and he actually made a mm -hmm. a parody, it would fit in with what's on top yeah. forty country. Yeah. Because um, not only does it have those kind of lyrics, but it has a rap. Beat in the back. Uh, yeah. It has like a boom bap yeah. in the back. There's no twang. There's yeah. no you know, like you said, that authentic kind of cr yeah. country. It's it's honestly like stadium country. That's yeah. what the word I was yeah. looking for. Stadium country. And my sister's been to Kenny Chesney concerts at Gillette Stadium like yeah. for the last seven yeah. summers. It's insane. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so when I grew up on that, so like you said, you have your mom and your dad showing you these genres and then working with these athletes. Uh, showing you rap, I think I sort of went through the same thing because, um, you know, listening to Marvin Gaye, I was one of those kids where if all the kids were listening to Justin Bieber or Sean Kingston, all those 2009, 2000, I was listening to like My Girl, yeah. All I Need. I felt like a 15, like a 50 year old instead of like <laughs> yeah. a, a 12 year old. But I felt, but like I said, it felt so natural mm -hmm. to listen to that because that's what I grew up on. And I guess. There must be that weird thing. If you listen to it so much, you just, mm -hmm. like, I don't think, I wouldn't have an actual soul if I didn't listen yeah, to soul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, just hearing, like, uh, you know, David Ruffin of The Temptations? 
He was the lead singer for okay. My Girl. Yeah. He had a an o- sort of an okay solo career. Um, he did a cover of uh, I Miss You, and he's just belting it out, you know. Uh. Oh, uh, you know, just actually sounding as though he's in the apartment, like on the phone, like screaming for his yeah. woman to come back to mm-hmm. him. That's the kind of music, I guess, it's like a movie. It just yeah. gets to you. Yeah. Uh, and there's some newer artists, sort of uh, what you said about bringing back that authenticity. Mm-hmm. Leon Bridges, I assume you've heard of. Oh, yeah. yeah. He grew up on Sam Cooke and Otis Redding. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I, I cannot get enough of that guy. I yeah. want another album, even though it's been a year since the second one. So. Yeah. It's because I think, um, you know, I think the same could be said about blues music. You know, you talk about par- like Funny. Bo Burnham doing this parody stuff. Like, yeah. And like, you know, some of this country music I listen to, it's like, is this a parody of what you know? What I mean, it's like, uh, am I on the comedy station? Yeah. Um, and so with blue, you know what I mean? Good <coughs> Christ, man! Yeah. There is so much shitty blues music out there. I was just getting into Robert Johnson, by the way. Yeah, I so, just got into him last week. And uh, so I'm not overly uh, well versed in Gary Clark Jr.'s uh, work, but I mean, but you do have these artists who are not. Par- I mean, they 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 know their shit. Uh, they're super talented and innovative, and and they take you know they have their music bibles. The, yeah, yeah, and, and they're you know you listen to Gary Clark Jr. and it's like, all right, man, this this is informed. It does sometimes sound a little bit like what I'm familiar like with the you know you can hear the influence, you can hear the roots, but mm. there's still kind of fruit growing out of that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's still like you know you can still push these genre. You know what? Sometimes you listen to like man these fucking tired old genres. Um, like you said, then you get Leon Bridges in the in uh, with a soul and R and B that's doing new and interesting stuff. Gary Clark Jr. who's just killing it. Yeah. Um, he was just on SNL this past weekend. Yeah, so I haven't seen his, and I, I'm glad you brought up SNL because uh, I didn't see Greta Von Fleet. Who hosted when they were on? Do you remember? Uh, it was like it was their first show of t- jam- of this, this year. season. Yeah, um, I think it was a British actress who's in a new f- one of the new yeah. films. Um, but yeah, when I found out about, I'm in a Greta Van Fleet Facebook group yeah. because I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> um, thankfully, I have new, uh, what do you call it? Um, and well, what's funny, Greta Van Fleet. I also found out they are in a bunch of commercials. Uh, their music, uh, there's okay. like Ram, uh, Ram Dodge, and all them. Uh, what's her name? Yeah, it was the first show of 2019. I th- oh. Uh, Rachel Brosnahan. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Brosnahan. She was in the yeah. marvelous Mrs. Mm-hmm. Maisel, um, which I didn't see, but I heard it was good. Yeah, she hosts. I think she's a British actress. I yeah, so I watch these on YouTube. I don't, I don't stay up too late. They well, took, I was up super late last night. But. They took the videos down. Yeah, but SNL always does that. I guess it's yeah. like they can only have the weirdest thing. Well, this is what I've been doing with YouTube. I love Saturday Night Live ever since I was a kid, mm-hmm. um, and so this has been YouTube has been great for me. Because yeah, I don't know how long they stay up, but, you know, come, like, the Sunday afternoon into kind of Monday and Tuesday, I go through, like, yeah. the monologue to the mm. closing thing. But a lot of times I, I skip the musical. I like that. Though, I, so, anyways, because Don Cheadle just hosted. So, I watched all the, I Dude, watched all the ro- skits. The Roach X, though. <laughs> yeah. that's, that cringed. Yeah. Like, did you just have sex with my wife? <laughs> yeah. Someone, oh, like, yeah. like it was funny, but I was like, oh, yeah. if I was in that situation, yeah. I would just die. Like, yeah, it was insane. his kid ends up dropping him with a spray. He's a, he's a fantastic, like, 
to be cool to do like SNL. Yeah. There are a lot of actors like when remember when Steven Seagal hosted in like yeah, ninety five. Man, unfortunately, yes, ne- never invited back. <laughs> yeah, but there are some actors that you would think, oh, they're probably like when Charles Barkley hosts SNL. It's like yeah, it puts me to sleep. Yeah, um, but if like Adam Driver. Yeah. Who can play a variety of characters? That guy is the man. Kylo Ren. To, have you seen Logan Lucky? I haven't seen Logan Lucky. It's on my. I really want to see that. Mm-hmm. Uh, judging from the trailer, like he looks great in that, obviously. But um, Daniel Craig is this wild hillbilly. Joe they break Bang. out of jail. Fuck, yeah. dude. Is it twenty or <laughs> is it thirty? Yeah. We're dealing with science here. Yeah. And even yeah. Channing Tatum, to be who's yeah. a fantastic actor too. So. But yeah, Adam Driver, you would think, you know, he's a former Marine and like mm-hmm, he's a mm-hmm. serious actor. Yep. You see, well, also girls, he was in that. To do that performance of the, uh, have you seen the one with him like being at the school presentation? Yes, the, the old, old man. man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now, the it's oil so baron. You, so you shall. Yeah. Um, that was one of the first things that, like, wow, you would, you got to give actors a ch- or hosts a chance to really. Expand because yeah. they don't always have to play the straight person mm-hmm. in this skit. They can play the funny comedic one. Yeah. Um, another example of that uh, was I think watching like Chris Pratt, who he has you know he's got a lot of comedic moments, uh, but he played a straight man in this scene, and I always was waiting for him to drop the punchline. Mm-hmm. Someone else had the you know playing the zany character, and it was yeah. the funniest thing, and I was yeah. like, wow. Chris Pratt managed to like not be stereotyped into playing like the ditzy sort of guy or the Guardians of the Galaxy guy. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, no, I actually uh, the f- on the recent full episode like I actually watched at eleven thirty yeah. on Saturday was when Donald Glover hosted. Oh yeah, and I love Childish Gambino. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you listened to previous episodes. Like I'll mention him once every podcast yeah. uh, when he hosted and sang. Uh, that was actually, I think, the first full episode I watched in, like, two years mm-hmm. or a year. Uh, the only other episode that I watched fully was when Dave Chappelle hosted with A Tribe Called Quest. And I loved both episodes. Yeah. Uh, the 80s music video. Yeah. Um, Rambo doesn't drive over people. <laughs> yeah, he also doesn't stuff, shove jewelry up his own ass. <laughs> um, just the zany character that he played. Uh, he goes, I gotta go because I've done a lot of terrible things in my apartment that I didn't even get to in the song. <laughs> um, when he did, uh, he did an unreleased song that he still hasn't dropped called Saturday, uh, which was introduced by uh, Zoe Kravitz, mm. and she was in the performance because it yeah. was like uh, it was inspired by October, uh, September by Earth, Wind, mm-hmm. and Fire, and then he did the live version of This Is America, yeah, and that was the first time people killer. hearing it because yeah. as soon as the episode ended this is america was on spotify yeah. and all these sites um so snl i think you find that's how i ended up finding out about um i what was his name oh uh was it a tribe no it wasn't a tribe i knew about tribe long before um damn i'm trying to figure it out it was like two years ago or so that a, a group or a artist came on and that's how I sort of got into them, thanks to the SNL. But their live performance was way better than their like studio hmm. performance. I'd have to look it up. I'd have to. I'll. I'll it'll come. Yeah. To me. Um, but there's some art. Oh, it, uh, seeing live performances brought me to like how live music 
probably has another experience for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. I mean, you talked about you've always sat on the balcony and just watched great performances at uh, yeah. Portland. Yeah, down the State Theater. State Theater, yeah. Yeah, I wasn't always in the balcony, uh, but that's where I've... That's, uh, Associated with now. As then. I've gotten older, yeah, I'm going <laughs> to retreat it up the stairs. But it, I mean... Um, yeah, I love live. The first, uh, the first live, the first concert I, I saw, and I was going to mention this earlier uh, mm -hmm. before I re reference uh, like the first concert I saw. But um, you know, <coughs> talking about your parents, like what your parents introduced you to yeah. musically, and what my parents in introduced me to musically. Um, more than just the music, it seems like you know, like I, I kind of vicariously got into uh, soul and R and B, and then mm -hmm. and then especially hip hop and and rap and you were talking about you know the soul and rap it's like um really being just introduced to diversity and tolerant you know yeah. what i mean it's just a freaking blessing man you think yeah. about you know kids you know getting raised who unfortunately don't have that kind of access yeah that access to being a decent human being or the encouragement to be a decent human being yeah and so i mean i, mean, I think like it sounds like well you know musically that was the music's great but you know the the understanding of kind of who is in this world and how you can relate to him is really special yeah. too. But anyways, yeah, the first concert I ever saw was Michael Martin Murphy <laughs> right here on uh, this campus. <coughs> Excuse me. At the When the Collins Center used to be called the uh, Main Center for the Arts. Oh, yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, Susan Collins was uh, a woman named after. No, I don't know. So It was a big contributor. Got, yeah, yeah, I do maybe remember. from her family or something yeah. like that. But. Um, I do remember it was called the main. Yeah, it was the main center for the. Oh yeah, so maybe it was Collins, at, subsequently after the main, because that's what in the past, fifteen years or. 20 um, years or so. perhaps because I remember, because I was here long before I even. Yeah. I was. I m remember visiting here in like two thousand two. Yeah. Not anything before, because. And that was a Collins Center back then. Uh, I remember seeing it called like the Humane Theater. Oh okay. So it could have been that. It could have also just been that sign, and maybe yeah. it was called Collins Center. But I only remember seeing Collins Center like when I first arrived here in 2015. Yeah, so. but yeah, I saw Michael Mar uh, Michael Martin Murphy there when I was maybe that's when I first moved to Maine. I was like nine years old, um, and then uh, I saw Ray Charles. Really? No shit, man. It's the same place right here on this fucking campus in Orono, Maine. Wow. And I was, you know, maybe ten years old. So it's like, well, I kind of knew this. I knew some of these, but I mean, understanding like the icon that is Rachel. Like, I mean, I I didn't have. Yeah, because he died in two thousand four. Yeah, I wasn't. You know, I, I mean, I definitely wasn't aware of like what I was seeing. So this was, you know, this was probably. Yeah, like, you, yeah, that's right. You said you were ten years old. So yeah, this is probably like that was late, long late eighty. Yeah, yeah. it's probably like late eighties. Um, yeah, because he was still torn. Like he kept torn even when he died. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Uh, Did he do America the Beautiful? I don't know. I wish I, I, wish I could Jack. remember. Um, <laughs> he had to have done it. I just remember, right. yeah, he must have. I just remember seeing that guy rock on that, um, rock back and forth on that piano stool. With the sunglasses and yeah. just going going hard. And I've, um, you know, I told you I had a bunch of kids. Uh, <laughs> so I've, you know, I've been taking my kids to concerts ever since they were my, my oldest is 19. She goes to school here. Mm -hmm. And uh, <clears throat> I was... When I was at the Navy, I was stationed out in Texas, in, in South Texas, and uh, just north of Corpus Christi. Oh wow! And um, so she was four. Lily was uh, four when we first moved down there. And uh, her first live concert was uh, Social Distortion and Tiger Army. 
uh, this Boston band, Tiger Army, <laughs> uh, like a psychobilly band. Um, they opened for Social Distortion, this open-air venue down in Corpus. Um, <laughs> our oldest boy, I forget. It might have been the Kabang Festival when they used to do those up here. But, uh, you know, he was four or five years old, and he was going to Dropkick Murphy's concerts with me. And, nice. Uh and, uh, Anyone in Boston knows that. Oh, yeah. Earth. <laughs> and uh, my youngest one, Miles, his first concert was uh, Big Head Todd and the Monsters and G-Love and Special Sauce. Big Head Todd and the Monsters, who I actually saw here, also at the Collins Center, oh, when wow. I was uh, a freshman in college. <laughs> uh, and they opened for some band I was barely aware of, the Dave Matthews Band. Who Holy the fuck shit. are those guys? Holy this is like shit. fall or 94, fall or maybe spring of 95, I guess. And I fucking love this band still. Big Head Todd and the Monsters. Todd Parkmore, he's another guitar monster. Um, and I really like those guys. And they were, I'm like, holy shit, they're coming to campus. Are you yeah. kidding me? It's one of my favorite bands. And uh, they were opening uh, for Dave Matthews Band. And I just be like, what? I think I saw like their video on MTV. Or like, who the <laughs> fuck are those guys? Yeah. And uh, <laughs> my girlfriend started passing out. Uh, during the opening band, the Ugly Americans, who I subsequently saw in Arkansas, like <laughs> six or seven years after that, and like, ah, oh, just you know, hold tight, baby, like just keep it together. Wait, sorry, I'm so- <laughs> I lost myself. You said your girlfriend passed out, and then you just immediately started talking about Arkansas. Why did she pass out? Uh, we were just fucked up. Oh, and, okay. And, um, I thought you meant because she saw Dave Matthews. No, like, no, 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 no. This was during the like. There was three bands: the Ugly Americans. They played. And uh, my girlfriend at the time, she's swaying. I'm like, oh, shit, hang on, hang on, because we're not leaving here, you know? Yeah, fuck And she did. She went out and uh, still breathing, and I just kind of, like, sat her in a chair or some shit. <laughs> Kept an eye on her, you know what I mean? But, she gave you that thousand-long yeah. stare, yeah. <laughs> and then um, and Big Head Todd played, and it was great. And then Dave Matthews came out, and she still was not doing good. I'm like, oh, we can just leave. My buddy was there with me. Um, but anyways, so I loved Big Head Todd and the Monsters back in the you know, mid-90s, and uh, early to mid-90s, and uh, and another band back then I liked, uh, G-Love and Special Sauce. I think they're from Philly, if I'm not mistaken. And um, but anyways, they had, they came to the, uh, not Thompson's Point that we were talking about, okay. but the Main State Pier. Gotcha. Where they do some shows there, and it was uh, G-Love and, uh, and uh, Big Head Todd. It was like a total, you know, 20-year flashback. Yeah. And so that was my youngest boy. That was his first con. So yeah, live music is just, I, I fucking love it. I don't think you know. I, I think of, literally the thousands of dollars I've paid over. You know, twenty twenty five years. Um, Absolutely worth it. One hundred. I I really can't think of something I would. Uh, I was just referencing this um, today. Uh, a guy in my uh, program um, didn't know who Tom Waits is. Like motherfucker! I don't like, even listen that much to Tom Waits, but I know silly. the name. How yeah. you like so? I'm like, well, you gotta. <laughs> so I'm like, well, this is Tom Waits. You know, very distinct <coughs> voice, great song. Obviously, I was like, but there's also <coughs> Mark Ribbo, who plays. You know, it's not his guitar, but he plays on a lot of his uh, plays guitar on a lot of his albums. And I was telling him like this guy Mark Ribbo, um, when I was in my MA program here, a buddy of mine and I, who I played music with, we. Uh, Recorded an EP together. He lives out in Boise, and uh, it's got a pretty cool band going on. 
out there called uh, Cabeza that you can check out on Bandcamp or SoundCloud or wherever else. Um, That's why I brought this piece of paper. Yeah, actually. Cabeza. I literally brought it in. Yeah, Cabeza out of Boise. K A C A B E Z A. Yep. Well, we went down. Uh, he got wind that. Sorry, um, did I spell it right, sir? That's it. Yeah. Okay. I wanted to pass this English exam. Yeah. So you did tell me you're an yeah. English teacher, so I don't want to get an F at this. <laughs> But yeah, I was, I was telling uh, this guy, Michael, uh, I was interested in Tom Waits and explaining Mark Ribbo. Like, you know, a buddy of mine and I, we went down to um, Manhattan. We stayed in the hostel for two nights because he had got wind that Mark Ribbo was going to do this improvisational set with uh, two guys from Medeski Martin. So um, um, John Medeski and uh, Wood, the drummer. I'm trying to blank on his name. Not Wood, uh, Mar- Billy Martin. Mm-hmm. Uh, the drummer from Minesky Martin and, uh, and this other drummer so we went I mean we drove from Orono to New York Jesus Christ um, crashed at this hostel and it's this little tiny club you had to wait outside with a $20 bill <laughs> and we took cash and you know you walk and there's a bunch of folding chairs it was fucking awesome you know so, I mean this, this is like I mean to experience that yeah. live yeah I really can't think of anything I outside of keeping my kids you know alive yeah. and healthy yeah. and happy. I, I can't think of you know you talk about soul I can't think of you know anything more nourishing yeah. for the soul than experiencing live art definitely when you brought up like the Chris Pony Dollar Bill do you watch Seinfeld yeah uh, you know the soup Nazi where like yeah. George is practicing put, <laughs> yeah. giving them the money was that sort of you where you're like saying like give $20 yeah. bill get ticket yeah. and it was one of the I mean it was just like it's that area you know um, <laughs> bread like, yeah I wonder like dude if I fuck this up are they gonna let me in uh, bread perfect you're pushing <laughs> your luck little man <laughs> I was just watching that episode this morning um, one of, that's well not this morning sorry like this afternoon uh what I love about that is the guy that plays a soup Nazi doesn't even like know much about like he played just a very stereotypical character. He's actually a very articulate man once you talk about it. I mean he said he loves playing he loved playing the soup Nazi, even huh. though it was just one episode. Yeah. Um but you know, I I'll be honest, I've never actually been to a concert. Never I never For real? Yeah. Well. I you would think a guy like me talking about soul and all these things, I'd have gone to seen Artist, the closest I've sort of seen um, was. Have you? Do you watch? Like, I don't know if you catch up with pro wrestling. Do you sort of think? Uh, about it? I love your shirt, man. Thank and you. I know that we're on. Uh, you know, we're we're not on. The uh, air, yeah, yeah. But, uh, for those who are listening, it's the Macho Man, which is actually yeah. my favorite wrestler. So. Yeah. So I like that stuff down, back then. Yeah. yeah. Macho man ain't one to touch, yeah. Cause I am the number one professional wrestler in the world. <laughs> oh, yeah! So, uh, but I actually, there's a professional wrestling company up here called Limitless, and they had a oh, bunch no of kidding. hardcore, like, definitely. Are they still fun Brewer over at that? Uh, uh, Westbrook. Oh, okay. They're in Westbrook, usually, those shows, but they've had some shows here at the Orono VA. Hmm. Um, I've been to one in the VA and two down in Westbrook. Yeah. The show that I went to up here. Had a lot of um, hard ba- uh, metal punk bands, um, so that's sort of the closest I've been to a concert. Yeah. Was a wrestling show, and the intermission was music. <laughs> um, but technically, my first concert will be in two, three weeks. Uh, seeing the Temptations of the Four Tops, so oh, it kind of yeah, 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 yeah. comes full circle. Yeah, like neat. you would think, my first concert would be a group or an artist currently, not yeah. a group of the past. Hmm. And the Temptations of the Four Tops, the only original member. 
is uh, out of the Temptations is um, Otis Williams, and he doesn't have any leads. He's you can hear him on some tracks. He's sort of like the leader. The only guy that's left of the four tops is not the lead singer, uh, who was Levi Stubbs. And uh, <coughs> excuse me, that's gonna fuck up the audio. Nah, I love it. Um, <laughs> is uh, it was one of the backup singers, so it won't be the same thing. But it's still the fucking temps in the. Yeah, it's yeah, the same yeah. as seeing like. Even though the Rolling Stones, their voices have deteriorated, mm-hmm. they're not, they don't have the same energy. It's still the fucking Stones, you know? You said I, I took my folks and my oldest boy, Ellis, to see uh, Chris Christopher. And I yeah. think he's like 80, man. He's 81 yeah, or some he, shit. Yeah, he's in his 80s. Kind of dabbling in Alzheimer's from what I understand. It's, I think yeah, he's got like the early onset. Yeah. yeah. Oh, speaking of that. Uh, but he was great. I mean, he was yeah. fu- it was fucking fantastic. Yeah, uh, same thing with Glenn Campbell. Remember, his, have yeah, you seen his yeah, story? Yeah, yeah. That was... I, I, my mom, I grew up on True Grit. Yeah, yeah. And Galveston, mm-hmm. his song, and uh, hearing like his daughter talk about like they would yeah. do a song, do another, and then ask to do the song again because mm-hmm. he forgot. Yeah. Uh, speaking of else, something tragic. You no, know, Peter Tork. Yeah, of the Monkees, I just read that today. Passed away. Yeah. yeah. Pissed me the right fuck off. Yeah. I'm like Peter Tork was a like underrated guitarist. Yeah. Like when Jimi Hendrix toured with the Monkees. Sorry, I didn't mean to spit no, on you. That and Peter Tork telling those stories, that was a like that's a lucid dream. Like Peter yeah. Tork and Jimmy Hendrix jamming, like, <laughs> yeah, what? Yeah, no, I read there's that. only Mickey and uh Mike left, yeah. And uh, Mickey, I used to watch the show, me too, I, yeah, I loved it. I've only seen a few episodes. Uh, the episode I remember was like the opening one, um, where they're trying to get into the, the club to perform at the girl's birthday, and uh. The first band that I wanted, like when I was a kid, I wanted to see the Monkees live, and they used to, they did reunion shows, so yeah. they had one in Boston. Mm-hmm. I remember asking my mom, and she was like, "We're not going that," even though she's the one that showed me them. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anytime Daydream Believer comes on, I pause whatever I'm doing, yeah, and and just listen to it because Davey had probably, in my opinion, a very under the radar kind of presence mm-hmm. on the mic. Yeah, uh, even though he was British, um, you know any. Famous British person is usually a singer. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, but every singer that I've usually heard, uh, I've never like heard them talking. Like I've only heard Davy Jones talk in the episodes. I'm like, oh, shit, this guy's British. Holy mm-hmm. fuck! Like mm-hmm. this is the Monkees, which were like the Beatles sort of light. Yeah, <laughs> the yeah. American Beatles. Um, but yeah, I heard that. But I wanted to see them when I was a kid. Um, I went through like one of my gangster hip hop days. I wanted to go see Fifty Cent in concert. Um, when I was in fourth grade, I my sister got me the Get Rich or Die Trying CD. So I'm at a Catholic elementary school, and I have yeah. my CD player, and I'm bumping heavy <laughs> to Window Shopper. My mistake. Uh, teacher wants to know what I'm lo- listening to, and I showed her the CD, and it's he's got an AK, he's got like a gun in one hand and a baby in the other, and it's like Get Rich or Die Trying. She's like, Jacob, what kind of music is this? Calls my mom up. <laughs> Do you know what your son is listening to? No, what is he listening to? Da-da-da. She goes into this whole thing. My sister, ha- my, I ratted her out. Yeah, my uh, Brittany gave it to me. They put it in the car. First track, it's like the first lyric. Motherfucker. And my mom's yeah. like, why did you get your brother this CD? <laughs> my sister, again, you know, it was just sort of like, Jake, take it easy with this kind of music. Yeah. Whatever. I went through a Tupac phase. I went through this and that. It, it didn't really bother. I wasn't saying fuck you in the middle of sc- in yeah. school. That would get me d- d- 
sent to hell for all I know because I was af- school, yeah. I was afraid of the ruler being a wand yeah. sending me somewhere else but <laughs> yeah no that's going to be the first concert in a couple of weeks is yeah, the Temps cool. and the Four Tops and um, a guest that I'll be having on in a few weeks uh, Bud uh, I'm so glad that there's someone like him here because yeah. I want I I'm not I don't play two hours of straight oldies soul I mix around but I always try and play as much as I can because I love what Bud does. Yeah. And it uh, reminds me of an old station back home that used to play Oldie Soul and then yeah. they're not around anymore. Yeah, that show that show was a gem, man. Yeah. I just wish it wasn't so early. <laughs> it's 7 to 9 a.m. Yeah. And I love, I love listening to that kind of music, but yeah. even I won't wake up at yeah. 6.30 to listen to 7 to 9. I, yeah. If I'm home, maybe. Yeah. But... Uh, yeah, so that'll be the first concert. I mean, like I said, I've I haven't been to an actual concert. I've seen like some bands perform at an open mic or that wrestling show, stuff mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, one of the big things right now is uh, Boston Calling. Uh, yeah, I want to go yeah, there. Yeah. Does your have you, does your daughter know of uh, Boston Calling? Because they've been hanging up. Yeah, signs. I see the signs over, and I've you know I've seen the lineups. Because um, Travis Scott was just—I uh, know Travis Scott's going to be there, yeah. and I don't—I'm not too familiar with him, but he gotcha. was just on Saturday Night Live a few weeks ago. Yeah, that was insane. And entertain me. Um, or was it a few weeks ago, or was it last season? I uh, probably last season because yeah. he hasn't been on yet. Yeah, there was. Um, uh, was it Aquafina? Yeah, and he. Oh, she was the host. And yeah, th- what it was this past fall. Yeah, Sorry, and they had, was and last they had like the dance off. Do you remember this? Yeah, I just want to say. Yeah, Yo, corny. That <laughs> yeah. was my, who would, and he's actually a very introverted guy. So for him to do that skit, yeah, everyone yeah. in the comments was like, "Wow, good for him." Yeah, he's so extroverted and all yeah. that. So that was so, a, I wasn't expecting that line from. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> yeah, I saw the. Uh, yeah, I've seen that flyer. It's weird, like uh, those festival things are tricky. You know what I mean? Because I'm looking yeah. at. 20 bands on Friday, 20 bands on Saturday, and it's just like, man, all over. Which is like a celebration of, I feel like I should be celebrating that because it's... But I don't want to run a marathon. Yeah, you don't (laughs) want to run a marathon, and you know, and I'm really into composition, just so, you know, when when I'm doing my radio show, Mm -hmm. I tell people, like, whatever I'm playing, name a song... I can get there in four song. You know, I'm not going to have this like super jagged transition from, you know, a mellow kind of ambient tune into somebody screaming. But I can get to that screaming yeah, from this ambient within yeah. four moves. It's like chess. You know, I, I yeah. can I can get there in four songs, and and it'll make sense when I get there. Yeah, that's what I'm trying. I try and do like since I you know majority of playlists have thirty songs. Yeah, take up two hours. I do it in blocks, mm-hmm. and I always try and weave around. So yep. if I go from, like, a four-top song to, like, um, what's his name? Like, Zach Valier. I don't know if you know of him. Uh, but if I go from, like, soul to straight-up, like, hip-hop or something like that, yeah. I need that sort of, yeah. you know, you, you need, need to meet potatoes. Your way in there, yeah. Yeah. It's, like a, it's like a snake. you got to mm-hmm. slither in yeah. and install that. That's what I think of those festivals. That, you know, you got, like, a hardcore band, and then you have an R&B band, and then you have this alternative Bedroom band. pop. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and, I, you know, I'm not into, like, just just to be clear, I'm not into segregation. Um, right, yeah. No, I, I, I feel like everybody should understand that, but it is one of those things I would like to be clear about. But, yeah, it'd be nice to just have, like, oh, you have these 30 band. Like, why don't you just have, like you said, with blocks, like, yeah. Have your indie, at, well, I Maybe say that. Maybe have your like, rock stage, your pop yeah. stage, and your soul stage. I say that, though, you know, 
that thwarts the idea that like someone could be there for the uh, for the indie set yeah. and 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 not get exposed to the hip hop set. So I guess I can see the appeal to that that you are you know it's almost just like hit and scan on the you know going from state going from the indie station to the metal station and. So I guess, I guess I can see the appeal. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm not running marathons anymore. Yeah, I'm, not uh, I, I'm tempted to go to Boston Calling. I have uh, some money, you know, set aside for, like, summer stuff. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's two weeks after graduation, so obviously I'll be home. Yeah. And that's right in my backyard. It's at Harvard. But uh, I was actually – what's funny, um, uh, Stella – I'm just shamelessly promoting the podcast. Yeah, Stella, yeah. two weeks ago – uh, since she's from California, she mm-hmm. went to Coachella three straight oh, years. Oh, no kidding. Yep. That is impressive. Mm-hmm. I mean, coming from an East Coast kid, just the, you know, the amount of money I'd have to set aside to travel, find somewhere to stay, yeah. and all that. So to go to Coachella three times in a row is on, honestly impressive. Um, so I'm, I would like to go to a music festival, but then again, like you, all those factors, exactly. Yeah. And there could be a band playing here, but... It's probably getting drowned out by another yeah. sound or like a you know speakers. Years ago, when I first moved down to the uh, North Shore, like one of the fr- it was I don't know if the day I moved or the day I it was like right. I mean, it was within hours. I feel mm-hmm. like when I got into town, they'd have uh, I forget what station down in Boston had the River Rave um, out at uh, I don't even know what it's called. It was. Great Woods, and then the Tweeter Center. What is it now? The Xfinity Center? Is that what they call that place? Oh, in uh, Mansfield? Yeah, yeah, Mansfield. Yeah, it's the Xfinity Center. Yeah, I forget yeah. Their, the name before. I feel before. like they change it every couple of years. But So they had the River Rave. There was this radio station, some FM radio station that uh, put this on. And I went, and you know, as I'm disparaging the uh, uh, festival model, mm-hmm. fuck, man, I saw uh, Jane's Addiction. I saw Interpol. Uh, the Dropkick Murphys, um, the Donnas. I guess it was kind of like a kind of you know, alternative. Yeah. Like, I mean, but but pretty you know somewhat eclectic, so, you know, smattering within that genre, mm-hmm. uh, and that was fucking great, man. I saw yeah. Perry Farrell drinking mimosas on stage at like two in the afternoon, <laughs> and then never thinking I would see a Jane's Addiction show. Yeah. Um, uh, it was the Great Woods Center for the Performing Arts from '86 yeah. to '99. Yeah. Yeah. When did you move to uh, North This would have been like 03, I guess, 02 or So it was 03. the Tweeter Center. The Tweeter Center back then. And yep. then the Comcast, and now it's Xfinity. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've I've been to, uh, I've never been to Xfinity Center. Yeah. Uh, I've been to the TD Garden for uh, a Celtics game, uh, Bruins game, uh, and uh, some wrestling. Yeah. Um, but I've never, I've actually wanted to just go out and see what, why everyone goes to the oh, Xfinity Center. Oh, it's cool, Center. man. It's a pretty nice venue. Um not yeah, it's like an big. amphitheater, right? It's, it's like an amphitheater, but then like kind of out, like behind the amphitheater, you have a sloped, uh, grassy knoll, oh, if you will. Yeah. Wow, look at this. 1998 looks like yeah. it's 73 to me. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. So I know I've seen people Snapchats and Instagrams yeah. of like standing right there. That's the thing. I've never been to the Xfinity Center, but I've been to Great Woods. I've been to the Tudor <laughs> Center. And I've been to the Com. <coughs> I saw the Almond Brothers down there. And, yeah, uh, I'm, they're Almond late Brothers. 90s. 92. Yeah. Yeah, and. Uh, uh, and then I saw, like I said, that River Ray, I guess it was the Tweeter Center at that point. And then I forget who I saw down there when it was the Comcast Wow, the Center. Who has been there? Oh, yeah, shit. dude. I mean, that's, yeah, it's a great venue. I mean, historic. Wow. Like, yeah, historic venue. R.I.P. Keith, man. Um, yeah, I actually, uh, going back to, you know, classic rock bands, um, 
albums are what sort of I try and listen to like fully. Oh yeah. This past uh, September and October, I went through like an entire like week of just straight listening to Dark Side of the Moon, and uh, and not just shuffle play like talking yeah. start to finish, mm-hmm. no interruptions. Um, and obviously the theory of like apparently Dark Side of the Moon synced up to Lizard of Oz is this. Uh, while you're on acid is this huge tripping experience yeah. but um that was one of the first albums i'm like wow like you i you hear of the album but you don't have time to listen to it mm-hmm. i finally came around to it i thought and i just go in there with no expectations that is a fantastic album even though people yeah. you know it's people say oh it's overrated now yeah, i mean that's it's it's good um people it, say the same thing about led zeppelin 4 yeah <laughs> no i mean yeah dark Side of the moon's a great album um yeah, I did that one. So my friends and I tried to sync that up. <laughs> we were on acid, so like, I don't hey, know if we. Cares? I don't know if we fucked it, but like scratchy records, broken headphones, and the use <laughs> yeah. of drugs. But this is a funny story. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's the thing. I don't. I don't remember being totally enamored with that whole experience of syncing those up. There's like twenty. I saw this form of like thirty movies that synced up to it. Yeah. It's the stupidest thing. But yeah. uh, Warner subliminally caught on to it and to stop that they took a bit of the opening like intro to the film out oh, so it really? fucks, you, so up. fucks you up yeah. Uh, yeah you have to find you have to um, there's a YouTube video of it originally there yeah um, and I watched it sober nothing wrong yeah and I was very compelled by it like yeah. the flying monkey scene and uh, I forget what song oh, I'd have to find it um and I wish we could play it, but obviously, if I, can, I don't want to get into like, copyright issues. Yeah. Uh, but then again, I just don't know how to manage to do that. Um, I was like, wow, maybe Pink Floyd, maybe. But for years, they've been like, yeah. for fuck's sake, yeah. we did not plan that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's really special when you can find, like you said, when you find an album that you can just you know, put into a CD player or put on your record play and just, you know, hit play, drop the needle, whatever, and just let it go. Mine's mostly techno. I've n- my uh, mom used to have this cheap record player, and I thought I could fix it this past summer, and yeah. it didn't, didn't happen. So I just, I'm you all phone and yeah. Spotify. So. One of my favorite albums, you know, start to finish of all time is uh, Modest Mouse's uh, The Lonesome Crowded West. Someone, I, don't I don't know if you're a Modest Mouse fan or not. Uh, but, um, I don't. I haven't heard them yet. But someone in a pre Sky brought it up on episode one. Modest yeah. Mouse. Oh yeah, they're holy shit. So I've seen them. That's when I was talking about bringing my daughter to show. Like I brought my daughter to see them when she was five, and then again when she was fifteen, and she had to. She had a ticket uh, to go last year, um, and uh, both the older kids bailed. So uh, I actually gave. The other two tickets to a couple of my students, mm-hmm. and my wife and I just went down. So, which was which was pretty nice. But um, yeah, they're uh, they're great. Isaac Brock. I'd have he's to. Really good. I'd have to check out Modest Mouse because yeah. you're the second person that's brought them up. Maybe oh, I'm missing great. something. <laughs> oh, they're great. Yeah. Um, and like I like most of the stuff they do, and <laughs> I'm trying to think of some other albums. Um, I guess good news for people who love bad news. That's a good one to put on, start to finish. Um, this is a long drive for, I forget the name of the rest of that album. This is a long drive for something or other. Uh, that one's a good one, start to finish. But yeah, The Lonesome Crowded West is one of my go-tos for hmm. hit and play and just letting it roll. Yeah, I, That's, you know, that's rock 
indie stuff. Yeah. For me, uh, albums that, like, even if I know every word start to finish, uh, Because the Internet by Childish Gambino. Yeah. Um, I listen to that. Malibu by Anderson Park. Um, there's a Frank Sinatra album. Because Frank and Dean, uh, let me ask you this. Think of a Dean Martin song. Okay. Go through it in your head right now. Is the song That's Amore? Probably, that's probably one of the ones I'm going to, yeah. Everybody Loves Somebody. Yeah. You know that, oh, that yeah, whole yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah. Tell me if I sort of sound like Dean. <clears throat> Everybody loves somebody sometimes. You do sound a little bit like Dean, but I don't smell any liquor. <laughs> <laughs> Well, hey, baby, maybe we'll get some scotch in here, maybe. Uh, he's, he, can't, he was the king of cool. Anyway, yeah. uh, the Frank Sinatra album I'm thinking of is, um, damn. Oh, when uh, No One Cares. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he recorded it with a, uh, the Gordon Johnson Orchestra, some orchestra. Uh, and that is a great album. I mean, he has a, an assortment of albums that people listen to, like Live at the Sands. Mm-hmm. People hail as one of the best live albums ever. Um but no one cares is fantastic. It has, you know, when you listen to it, you you think you're like a fairy and you're like, you know, you're Tinkerbell and you're going through these things because the instruments fit so well and then you hear Frank's bravado yeah. come out. Uh, I didn't know a jazz album could do that for That's me. That's I mean, like, <laughs> you know, I, I'm big on, I mean, I teach composition. I'm not mm-hmm. like a comp theorist or anything. But, right. But I, I enjoy teaching composition um, as far as writing goes, but you know, I, I tell my students a lot of time. You know, I I, I have a pickup truck now, but uh, yeah. I used to have a, Subaru, a cold beer. Yeah, a yeah. Pickup truck. <laughs> I used to have a Subaru Forester, so you know, we'd go on these little family camping trips and stuff. Yeah. And I'd I'd uh, open that back hatch and just look at this empty canvas and like I have all the shit I got to put in there. And I would look at this <laughs> as like this is my chance to compose something special. I have all these disparate pieces that I'm going to put together to make sense of and packing our car. We got the sleeping bag to go camping, over here. Yeah. But got, I think about yeah. uh, like composition <laughs> musically, and you're talking about Frank Sinatra getting a fucking orchestra. I mean, this isn't like, look, I need you playing drums. Turn that bass down a little bit and give me some kind of like jangly guitar. I mean, yeah. you're talking 30, 40 people, yeah. all these different like. And he's in the middle putting of Putting all of these pieces together. Yeah. Fuck, man. Uh, and no, a lot of people, I, I was just surprised with this. He actually conducted a few orchestra stuff. Mm. Uh, there's a, I was just listening to it, Dean Martin, obviously the rap pack. Uh, Dean Martin made an album called Sleep Warm with orchestra conducted by Frank. Wow. And I was like, what, is it really, is it just a marketing tool? Yeah. No, Frank mm. conducted it himself. I did not know he was that. Well, That's Frank. a conductor you don't want to fuck up with, man. Like, no, sir. You know, I said B flat or I'll have your fucking legs broken. <laughs> like, <laughs> Who would have thought orchestra leaders are such mob bosses? I mean, this is the thing you think about, you know, that sh- the movie uh, The Untouchables, right? Um, oh, that's... Oh. You know, like, you know, between the FBI and, and organized crime, I mean, you want to talk about Untouchable, dude, that Rat Pack was unfucking touchable man. Frank oh, Sinatra yeah. is like the ultimate, like... You know, he probably had ties to, you know, yeah. both entities. Ties, yeah. ties to the mob, ties and to the other. No fucking, yeah. That guy was, Jesus, And man. it was understandable. Top I mean, of the world. He was Italian. Italian uh, crime families were, you know, running roughshod. Or, you know, they were just very prominent. Yeah. So, obviously, he was gonna, if he was big and he was famous, he was going to associate with them. But what was great 
is that the FBI for years kept trying to come after him. Mm-hmm. What is he doing? Like organizing, you know, yeah. executions. Yeah. Um, but one of my favorite comedians is Don Rickles, mm-hmm. R.I.P. Yeah. Obviously, him and Frank were brothers. Yeah. Um, I was gonna say butt buddies. That sounds weird. <laughs> um, <laughs> who knows? Letterman, uh, who I think is was probably the last great talk show. Oh, Conan's still up there. But anyway, Letterman was asking him about the night Frank Sinatra saved Shecky Green. And I don't know much about Shecky, but he's like this very vulgar comedian from back in the day. And he was sort of, Shecky was going off a little bit in Vegas, and uh, Frank wasn't having it. And uh, one night, Shecky just started getting the crap beat out of him by these two thugs. And uh, Shecky looked up, Sinatra walked in and said, all right, that's enough. And Rickles tells that story. Uh, Letterman asked him like three times to tell it. And it is one of the funniest stories about how Frank, drop of a hat, someone was there to defend him or do that. Um, But, yeah, those, the Rat Pack was, like you said, untouchable. Mm -hmm. They had so much power, and they backed it up. I mean, people are going to enjoy entertainment, and they were the... Epitome of entertainment. So yeah, you brought up a number of different or some different comedians. That's actually the next live performance I have lined up is to go see Norm Macdonald down in uh, in Boston, who I actually who I also saw here at uh, on, on campus. I'm working on my Norm impression. Like 20 yeah, years hey, ago. I, yeah. I saw I saw this guy, and I said, "Hey, get off my lawn." Like that, <laughs> that's the only image I have of Norm Macdonald. Oh, he's great, he, dude. But yeah, he's. I remember he, remember he hosted a short-lived show on Comedy Central a couple yeah. of years ago, and uh, Ben Roethlisberger, Steelers quarterback, got into some heavy trouble. Yeah. Apparently, he beat his wife or something. I think he like, yeah, he sexually he was, assaulted her. Yeah, or, like raped some girl at a bathroom bar. Or something. Yeah, it was the it was the craziest or thing. Alleged, I don't know. About Allegedly, that. I yeah, mean, I don't, I don't know. think I mean, he was charged like, because obviously he wouldn't be playing football yeah, right well, now. Who knows, dude? Um, the NFL, it seems like. Oh, yeah, that's another conversation. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Norm was taught, there was like an ad for the show, and that's the only remembrance of like that show because it was like a season. And Norm was that was, his sports show, or was that on a different channel? Because he, no, he had a short lived sports show. It was on too. Comedy Central. It was mostly, yeah. remember how when he hosted the weekly update? Yeah. It was sort of a, like his own weekly update, yeah. but it was more like him uh, just doing stuff. And he, in this commercial, he's like, uh, yeah, Ben Roethlisberger finally got married to this wonderful girl. She said these three little words, don't kill me. <laughs> yeah. And my dad and I were just cracking. I mean, it was a, it's a terrible context yeah. of a joke, but the delivery of it was so good. Yeah. Um, is he going to be in Portland or is he going to be He's going to be in Boston at the Wilbur Theater. Yes. Um, and they have, a, man, they have a hell of a lineup of comedians coming into that Wilbur Theater um, on a pretty regular basis. <laughs> yeah, I saw. I'm taking my oldest boy. He's 13. Um, nice. He's gonna gonna have yeah. a great time with Norm. Yeah, and uh, he's uh, you know we don't I don't do a whole lot of censorship around the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were talking about watching um uh or watching Days and Confused as a kid and then, <laughs> and then listening to Fifty Cent. Fifty so, Cent. Yeah. Yeah. Ellis. Uh, <laughs> oh, Ellis. He stumbled onto Big Mouth. Um, mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? So I like, I kind of understood the premise a little bit, and I watched a little, little bit of this stuff. So he was watching this last year, and he's twelve. He's thirteen now. He's gonna be fourteen oh, here. Oh, jeez, watching Big Mouth, oh boy. Well, it was one of these things. It's <laughs> like you know, um, someone's got to fill him in on what's happening here. Uh, 
if I do it, it's going, you know, if I, if I give him this talk, it's going to sound pretty unfortunately, or for better or worse, <laughs> probably worse, it would actually sound pretty similar to what is being presented on that show. I was like, fuck it, man. Just watch that. Um, Nick Kroll, I trust John Mulaney. Oh, yeah. Nick Kroll seems all right, too. Yeah. And uh, so they're going to they're gonna deliver this in a pretty similar fashion as I am, but we don't have the awkwardness of father and son. Like, eh, fuck it, go for it. You didn't sit down and be like, hey, champ, <laughs> yeah. um, I saw you watching this. Your mother and I are very disappointed. Were you like, uh, son? Oh, no, he told me he was watching. So anyway, like... <laughs> So yeah, he's he's into some pretty good comedy. Like he really likes this guy Brad Williams. I don't know if you know Brad Williams. Uh, Diminutive. Uh, Brad Williams. I feel was ter- it the same Brad Williams from Whose Line Is It Anyway? Uh, he's a he's a little guy. Um, oh, he's I feel a, a little awkward because I don't know what the it's commu- he's I don't a, know what the uh, acceptable term is anymore. But I know what you mean. Um, he he's suffering from um, dwarfism. dwarfism. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, he I've seen he's in like a boat. He wears suits. Sometimes, yeah. yeah. I've seen some of his material. He's a funny guy. Yeah, he's super funny. So this is one of Ellis's guy. He likes Brad Williams and some some different guys. And uh, uh, so yeah, he's got a pretty good he's got a pretty good head on his shoulders for comedy. Oh, he was on Mind of Mencia. Yeah, I remember watching Mind of Mencia when it was like 11 p.m. on a Friday when I was a kid. Um, and I also I saw George Carlin. Thinking about when I was Holy when I was my shit. son's age. Yeah, my parents took me. Same deal. You know, I was at 12, 13. Well, I was in middle school, junior high, whatever they call it. And uh, I really wanted because I said I've been a Saturday Night Live fan since I was yeah, a kid. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he was coming here. You know, I think about what a blessing this is to, you know, have the what was the main center for the arts, now the Collins Center. So we saw George Carlin. I saw him twice, actually, but I was like a little kid. The first time my parents took me to see him, mm-hmm. thinking about the nuns. Busting your knuckles there with the <laughs> tape of the he had um mostly teachers, there was no knowledge, yeah, yeah. You could buy uh there was a a poster <laughs> and I forget how it was like three thousand four hundred and sixty seven filthy words and phrases like delineated by Holy smokes like sex acts, um, you know, disparaging terms for women or what I mean. It was yeah. just like all these different categories with like just hundred mature know, 50, rated. 60, yeah, 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 yeah. So I got the poster from my room <laughs> and fucking studied it. Oh, uh, my God. I think I was the only 12-year-old with a working knowledge of uh, incorporating the term Mongolian clusterfuck into a sentence. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus <laughs> and, Christ. Because uh, it was. It was like one of the... One of the, <laughs> one one of the, the words in there? Yeah, well, one of the sections was like, you know, terms for group sex. Uh, so I'm like, okay, yeah, 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 Mongolian clusterfuck. Well, that's fun to say out loud. Um, and so I got the poster and the book. There was a book. Oh, really? And uh, so I got the book. And of course, you know, being in like seventh grade, I brought it and handed it around. One of my Dang friends yeah. got caught with it. Oh, crap. Was your name on it? No, my name wasn't on it, but it, it might as well have been because, um, uh, you know, I was like, you know, where did you get that? And I, there was no hesitation. It's like, Clinton gave it to me. Like, Motherfucker, you know, like, yeah, I didn't give it to, like, I thought it'd be a little bit of loyalty. You know, take one for the team. Um, but, uh, yeah, so we're going to go see, we're going to go see Norm MacDonald here in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, middle of March, I guess, down in, uh, uh, oh my down God. at the Wilbur Theater. The, that's what's great about talking about comedy right now is the fact that I've been playing some comedy bits. Oh, really? On, on my show? show? Yeah. Uh, last week I did a few. But I haven't gone too, too far with the material. It's tough, man, especially with the FCC. (coughs) Well, 
I'm 10 to midnight, so I have oh, okay. safe, so you harbor, got safe harbor, but yeah. still I make sure to be, you yeah. know, yeah. if a shit comes out or like a, you know. You try to get the quick Well, no, I just, I, I can play it. It's yeah. not anything, if yeah. under falls under safe harbor, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, but I'm still very considerate. I'm not going to play a song that's just like, have you seen Eddie Murphy's uh, Raw? Oh, yeah. Remember when he's talking about Bill Cosby, like, yep, shit, motherfucker, I'll see you later. Yep, yeah. so, please, fuck off, you know. Yeah. It's not all that in songs. Or uh, bits, but I'll play like John Panette, uh, Stephen Wright. Oh, dude, I've seen him twice too. Um, Isn't he the shit? I saw Stephen Wright here just a couple years ago uh, with my wife. Jealous, dude. On like a Thursday night or something like that, and then on Saturday night we were uh, in Portland to see Amy Schumer. So we got like kind of the old guard and like the new. Amy Schumer's not the new guard. What are you talking about? She's, She's stolen newer, new, like half of her material. New, newer than Stephen Wright. I mean, okay, we saw yeah, like yeah. you know a seventy-year-old guy, and then like you know a yeah, woman young, in her mid-thirties. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Nothing against that. I'm just saying, Amy yeah. Schumer, I do not find funny. Um, I I just got into Stephen Wright up the last couple of years, and he, I don't, I'm not really into like that deadpan delivery. Yeah. But he can master it like no one can. I mean, just the fact that he goes. I was driving by a gas station. It had two sides. Help wanted self-service. <laughs> so I went in and hired myself. Like, just that delivery. And, like, his girlfriend. I, so I got out, and I was going to walk. Uh, told my girlfriend I was going for a walk outside. She said, how long are you going to be? I said, the whole time. Like, <laughs> just delivery like that. And I saw that he was going to be in Boston. Yeah. Like, this was two years ago, and I was a freshman, or three years ago. And he was going to be in Boston the weekend that, like, I could, like, ask for for like because I didn't have a car still don't uh, if I could go uh, he canceled uh, um, because he I guess he got hired to or like casted for like a voice appearance so we had to like cancel and do that but I was so willing to go and see that because I was like yeah, I want to see Steven right because he's not as vulgar it's no, mostly yeah. you gotta think about yeah, what yeah, he yeah. says and, it, and, and a lot of his jokes are pretty quick they're deadpan yeah. they're pretty quick and he's moving on and like He'll tell a joke and he's one on sentence a, stuff. Yeah. yeah, he's on his second joke. Like, oh, wait a minute! It took like twenty seconds <laughs> right? for that first one to like sink in, <laughs> yeah. and he's already he's already two like two sentences ahead. Sentence ahead. Yeah. yeah. Where do you um, stand on Mitch Hedberg? You like Mitch Hedberg? Mitch Hedberg, if him and if he was still alive, I would honestly think he would be sort of like the late nineties, early two thousands, like god of com or like oh, man. you know legend of comedy and like i first saw him on an episode of that 70s show oh really yeah and i got a little bit of his taste yeah. of comedy but it's like when you um had that deadpan delivery and of course with him being dead unfortunately like, but uh one of my not just one of his favorite not just one of my favorite jokes of his but one of my favorite jokes of, of all time, time yeah is uh he comes out and he's like um i used to do drugs i still do drugs but I used to too, and I'm like, ah, that's well, funny, I guess. But then, yeah, he did die of a heroin over, you know, like yeah. real, like kind of that it, joke. Did it really opens hold up, but up like, right? Yeah, yeah, that's one of my favorite jokes. And then, yeah, I remember that he fucking OD'd. Yeah, that was. I don't really know much about yeah. what happened. I just remember him being on a, that '70s show. Um, but talking about uh, getting caught, or at least. Being the only 12-year-old to know what a Mongolian clusterfuck is. <laughs> so my dad's favorite comedian of all time is Richard Pryor. And, oh, it, and it should shit, be. shit, yeah. And it should be. Yeah. Obviously, his first big album was obviously that N-Word's Crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, that was He has that vinyl. He can't find it because we moved Oh, times. man. But it's obviously on Spotify. Yeah. He and I listen. 
I listened to it when I was like maybe 10 years old. Yeah. And my mom heard what was coming out of my laptop. Jake, what is this vulgar? And this is like prime prior talking about like... um, Freebase and Coke. Yeah, like a a black person dealing with um, like an alien. Oh, yeah. And all that. And... uh, just this insane material. Like, this is the same time I'm watching, like, Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. Yeah, no, and, like, yeah. that kind of comedy. And I'm yeah. I'm hearing Richard Pryor just saying the most vulgar stuff, um, which I still find funny to this day. Oh, so she sure? tells my dad, and, you know, obviously in front of her, he's like, don't you ever listen to that again? No, 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 no. She goes away. Classic humor. He, like, looks, she's gone, looks at me, and he goes, just don't listen to it. Without headphones. They yeah. said, all right, Pop, yeah. I got you. So um, well, you, you mentioned Raw earlier, which is good. but Delirious um, is his favorite. Man, favorite. so I was about that age. I was like maybe 10 or 11. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess not that we're condoning anything, but I kind of just started. Yeah, I guess I was 11 because I had just started smoking dope with my neighbor. He was a year older than me. Um, <laughs> and uh, he had, uh, so you know, this is, a long time ago. Yeah. You could go rent movies at a store. Who oh, knew? yeah, yeah. Um, I know Blockbuster and all that. Yeah, oh, this is like your little, this is like your little tiny it's kind pop, of... Pop, mom and pop yeah, shop. Yeah, mom and pop, like, uh, go rent VHS tapes and stuff. And, uh, holy shit, he rented, uh, him and his brother... Delirious. Rented Delirious. I mean, there were... And this was, like, not smoking dope as little kids, but just, you know, we had this on. And th- I remember watching this at uh, my next-door neighbor Corey's house. <laughs> and I'm like... Stop it! Stop it! Stop! Like, I mean, my much, yeah. my stomach hurt. I had never laughed at my stomach hurt <laughs> so bad. We had to like pause that tape, that videotape, a couple of times to just catch our breath. Yeah, um, yeah Richard Pryor was great. Um, Have you seen his doc? Do you watch a lot of documentaries? I love you... documentaries. I actually, uh, wanna, I want to base my dissertation on a documentary study, the Salt Institute, yeah. actually done in um, Portland. Richard Pryor, I learned more about him through this documentary because I only knew about, like, the SNL sketch, yeah. the, uh, the Word Association. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, with Chevy Chase. Yeah. But my favorite <laughs> SNL skit, yeah. which involves Richard Pryor, is the exorcism parody. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when, uh, like, the yeah. her name Jane answers the door and she's got, yeah. like, a cast on. And uh, she he goes, she... She did that, and she shakes her head, or she nods. And the first, the there's two priests. The uh, first priest goes, "Where's your faith, Father? It, it's in the car. I'm gonna get it." Like yeah. he just does that, and like the possessed girl starts insulting yeah. his mama, and he goes, "Will you talk? <laughs> what'd you just say? Your mama so socks that smell." Yeah. <laughs> she starts choking her, like, "Oh my god!" Just that. But my um, original poem I was gonna say. Uh, for me, recently, I have never laughed before at, like, like you said, stomach, like, turn it off, ribs. Yeah. Um, there's a show on Netflix called Toast of London with Matt Berry. It's a, it's a, it was on the BBC, but, like, Netflix has it. Um, I don't know if you watch a lot of BBC shows besides, like, uh, like, Monty Python, if you've watched them. Uh, this guy, do you know the IT crowd? No. Okay. He was in that, and he played a great character. But Toast of London is like a show he created. And uh, he plays this struggling Shakespearean-trained actor. The episode, there's only three seasons. He might do a fourth recently. Oh, my God. I I was watching it, and I live in a dorm, so kids are, like, knocking on my door going, "Yeah, everything around? I'm like, I'm laughing so hard. 
because British humor to me is so way funnier than American. Because American humor is just cheap. Yeah. British humor, you have to be very like well educated or just like well known to mm-hmm. their their kind of sardonic humor. But there's there was this one line. So he to make money as he's trying to get all these parts, he does voiceovers. The first episode, the theme song plays. The first thing you hear is, "Are you fucking deaf?" <laughs> I said, are you fucking deaf? If you are, you should invest in a digitally aged, uh, like, hearing aid. And I, just those words, the way he said it, the way it was timed, I was just holding my stomach with laughter. Uh. And it's moments like those where you can say, wow, I hope everyone else is laughing at this because I must be, like, insane if, <laughs> if people are not laughing the same way I am. But just that kind of humor. And I giggle all the time. Yeah. So, and the, as a kid, I'd get teased like, "Hey Jake, I can make him laugh saying anything." Hey Jake, what pudding? <laughs> you know, just <laughs> stupidest things. But uh, yeah, SNL. I mean, everyone's. You know, I remember when SNL used to be funny. Yeah. Fuck you. Like, Dude, they're, they're trying. I mean, especially. Uh, I think I think it's been hilarious for years. Uh, and there was, I mean, there was definitely some down years, but yeah. Going back, I mean, I say five, six, seven, eight years. I think it's been solid, um, especially with the women on that show. These super telling. Yeah. Um, Kate McKinnon's obviously hilarious. A.D. Bryant is super versatile. Mm-hmm. I think Cecily Strong is great. Um, Melissa um, Senor. She's yeah, a new one. She, yeah. She's going to be at uh, Boston College. Oh, really? Yep. Doing um, a stand-up? Yep. Act, yep. Uh, but, you know, there's some great... I mean, even guys like Keenan Thompson, like... Yeah. My sister, she's her birthday's today actually yeah. on the twenty first. Happy birthday, Britt. Um, she is twenty seven. No, sorry, twenty eight. Um, and she grew up with like Nick, old Nickelodeon shows like yeah. Keenan and Kel, yeah, yeah, yeah. all that. So I knew Keenan from even before SNL. Yeah. He's he's been on the show for like fifteen. I think 15 he's years. A lo- I think he just became the longest he's tenured. Tenured, yeah. yep. I think oh, and Tim even Meadows. Leslie Jones, uh, who hasn't been on the show like the longest time, but I think Leslie Jones is one of the oldest. She's, she, she's like 52. in her fifties, yeah. But yeah. she looks like she's in her thirties. She looks amazing. She's hilarious. Um, uh, her little humor with Colin Jost, where she's yeah. like, "Shut up, you handsome piece of white <laughs> chocolate!" Like yeah. their humor, her humor is above yeah. and beyond. Have, do you remember? Uh, have, did you watch the Donald Glover episode where he hosted? I don't know. Where they had the Star Wars. Uh, Oh yeah, yeah. The and, castings. Yeah, yeah. and uh, well, not yeah. the castings. It was um, the the it was like all the af- the black uh, casted actors in uh, Star Wars going to a convention. Oh, and no, it's like Solo. Uh, uh, Lando's there, played yeah. by Donald Glover, and uh, Leslie Jones plays uh, this like I guess Jedi warrior or something, and uh, she goes uh, many because there's only like three or four African-American characters in Star Wars yeah. that we know of. And she goes, we will be canceling many activities for this event because this, as you can see, and it just sees like an empty crowd, but <laughs> Kenan Thompson plays a very, like, I guess, I think he's playing like a parody of um, Forrest Whitaker's character in oh, yeah, Rogue yeah, One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he looks around and he goes, what about the Thousand Man March? And <laughs> Leslie just yells back, what do you think, dude? <laughs> just walks off. She, but like yeah. you said, the women of SNL are becoming, I mean, uh, even before. I mean, yeah, I mean, I was just like, I'm just referencing Tina the, Fey. the past, like, few years, but yeah, Tina Fey was great. Um, 
Uh, Amy Poehler. Amy Poehler. Uh, Kristen Wiig. Maya uh, Rudolph. Yeah, Maya Rudolph. Do you know great. who her mom is? No. Um, Minnie Riperton. If you listen to oldies like mm. Soul, there's a song. Well, she can sing her ass yeah. off, man. And Maya I never Rudolph. Knew that. Did you ever see Bill Murray's? Uh, I think it's on Netflix. He has like this old throwback. Christmas special. Have you seen this? I've heard of it, haven't seen Fucking it, but I did Buster see she's Point in Dexter it. makes an appearance, and uh, she sings in that. Oh yeah, dude. Um, and I've heard her sing a couple other, and I forget what kind of Christmas song she sings, but I guess this. I mean, maybe it's a little bit of genetics, but holy smokes! If you yeah. say her mom is as talented singer, like yeah, her mom Jesus, passed Maya, away. Maya but... Rudolph, Maya Rudolph can really belt it out. Yeah, and I'm glad I did not. I never knew that. So much more respect to yeah. her. I feel like an asshole for not knowing. No, that. No, no, no. That uh, that Bill Murray. <laughs> Christmas special is Chris Rock makes an appearance you know like you know back in the kind of heyday of 90s SNL yeah yeah yeah. Chris Farley oh my god well that's when I said when I said I saw Norm Macdonald here at the uh, on campus Um, he was supposed to be recording an album they had this whole big thing he came out like hey just so you know he didn't say it but like whoever comes out you know we're recording an album just so you know like you guys are gonna be on a live comedy I'm like oh "Oh, no shit and um, but this was like Days, you know, maybe a couple of weeks, but I mean, Farley had just Passed kicked away. it, and uh, so Norm Macdonald came out and just mumbling. And he was hurting. Rip. Well, that's what I thought. Like so, and I tell people this. You know that uh, Michael Jackson GIF, the popcorn eating GIF. Anytime there's like, oh yeah, online like drama. drama, yeah, and it's just the thriller like, video. Yeah. yeah. So he came out, and it was a fucking train wreck. And they didn't, I mean, they were recording, but they never released this. Yeah, they had to redo it, you know. Because uh, he was just asking people what they wanted to talk about. And I don't do much, I don't really do impressions, but he's like, oh, you guys want to talk about And someone would be like, you know, tractor trailer trucks. He'd be like, hi, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the thing about tractor trailer trucks. And he would just like, what the fuck is going So people were getting up and leaving. And I yeah. tell people, like, I was that Michael Jackson Jeff before it was. I'm just, just like, loving it. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. I don't know what the fuck's going on here. Yeah. But I'm not leaving. I'm going to yeah. watch this until it to think burns out. Like, and maybe it was Chris. I mean, this is. It might have been, but then I think about. Um, I love Andy Kaufman. Oh, my and, uh, you know, you think about the crazy, heady, just, I mean, out of this world approach he had to comedy. You know, this whole, like, uh, Great Gatsby thing with Kaufman. I know of Great Gatsby. I don't know. So Kaufman. yeah, so he had his buddy, his uh, his right hand man, Bob Zamuda, who was usually a plant in the audience. Like I mean, anytime, like he was doing crazy oh. shit. <laughs> That's funny. yeah. It was usually this guy. It was all planned, and it was like, dude, these two were just. I mean, they essentially had an audience of two, like they were just trying to make each other laugh. So he, you know, Andy Kaufman would come out and do some crazy shit, and it, and if the audience was pissing him off, I think Jim Carrey has a pretty good scene in the Man, Man, on, the Man on the Moon yeah. film. He storms off stage and he's like, "Give me the book," and then uh, Bob Zemuda gives him the Great Gatsby, and he goes out and he's like, "I just want to read a quick passage," and he just starts reading the Great Gatsby, <laughs> and people are like, "What's going on here?" And it's like, turn page, reading, reading, reading. People start getting. He would just read this book until everybody left I'm like yeah, fuck you guys um, wow so that's what I think like I know he was probably hurting and all banged up after his buddy died there and that would make sense that he's off the rails yeah. and, and not doing well you lose well. track yeah or it was just one of these kind of Kaufman-esque Maybe fucking he was trolling. Jo- like uh, just like entertaining himself yeah. you know like 
and probably looking at me, you know, like, man, when's this fucking kid going to yeah. leave? Like, he's the yeah. only one that stayed here for the whole damn thing. And he's, he, he's, <laughs> the thing about this kid, he's, he's reading <laughs> yeah. through it. He's, it's like he's reading a Harry Potter novel. Yeah. Yeah. That's fucked. And that's yeah. the same thing happened. I mean, we, the, hopefully, we have enough time. Yeah, we got time. Who cares? If I have to make this a Google link, I don't give a shit. Um, by the way, this has been one of my favorite episodes so cool, far. Cool, man. This I can't wait so to cool. listen to the other one. You know, I knew you had just started this. Uh, I'm super, you know, I, I super appreciate you letting me come on. Yeah, definitely, dude. I, I've always I can't wait to you. hear. Um, Costella, I know a little, when I was referencing, you know, these yeah. kind of regimes of students that come through. Boy, she's been killing it here for a couple years. Man. Yeah, she's, she has. She's great. Sad Girl Power Who else Hour. was it? Who has uh, been on your So show? episode one was Sky. Episode two was Cat. Oh yeah, uh, three was she's Stella. From California too, isn't yep. she? Yeah. It was funny because uh, I had Cat on. We talked about California. Was talked it DJ Stella. Glitter Girl? Glitter Girl. Dude, I, I called. Her, I called her show last. Like it's one of the first times I heard her show on Friday night. I'm just mm-hmm. like, what the fuck? Danny like, Red is. You got. I was like, you're killing it. Yeah. You're just killing it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Sky Stella, <laughs> Sky Cat Stella Mac. Oh yeah. And now I just you? met him the other day. Yep. Yep. Man, Mac and I He's were graduating, just, right? Oh uh, yes, he's 22. Engineer, so yeah. yeah. Engineer yeah, engineer. He brought Reese's cups. I don't. Know if, you should listen to the episode because half of it is. Oh, like I'm going to listen to all of them. Stupid ASMR, like. <laughs> I thought, and it's like when we talked about because you listen to a little bit of the lo-fi, like oh, yeah, yeah. beats to study slash chill slash game <laughs> yeah. slash be with someone yeah. beats, um, and we did that where it's like you'll hear an opening line of like some two-minute lo-fi song where it's like you hear the grainy like. Yeah. I thought you loved me. Yeah. I did. Yeah. Like, it just yeah. goes in this weird thing. <laughs> but um, Richard Pryor, um, in that documentary, it's called Omit the Logic. It was on Showtime. Hmm. And I wish it gets played more. I, thankfully, they made a DVD, and I have it. Um, came out in 2013. Uh, Robin Williams, Whoopi Goldberg, George Lopez, Mike Epps. So many yeah. uh, great uh, comedians and actors and inside people that were close to Richard um, talked about it was basically like his documentary, his yeah. life and death and everything. Well, his other famous performance is Live at the Sunset Strip. Mm-hmm. Well, <coughs> many people don't know. You know, this is 1982. He had just burned himself alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a year or two after this yeah. happened. And uh, great story. There's a uh, gentleman who was in charge of like one of. He was close to Richard, but he was one of, like, his advisors who was, like, part of RCA or whatever record label Richard was with. And he was in Hawaii, and he had just met Richard. And this was, like, six, seven months after all that had happened, or maybe a year. Mm. And you could see, like, the burns and all that. Yeah. He's wearing a robe. Richard, not losing any sense of his humor, goes, don't worry, I still have my junk. <laughs> like, just that. Well, when they came up, the they came up with the idea for Live in the Sunset Strip because he owed so much money, tax, mm-hmm. medical bills, all that. That Sunset Strip was the best part because he still had a name. Like people were one worried yeah. about him. Well, there's uh, some back, like I guess behind the scenes stuff. He did two shows. He was only supposed to do one. The reason why was he fucked up his material. He was going backwards. He wasn't hitting the right lines. You know, his pun- he was falling flat with the mm. words to the point where he just, he like, noticed that, and no one's laughing and all that, and he goes, I just don't feel like myself, and just walked. Mm. And people are like, 
come on back. Jesse Jackson was there and was like yeah. trying to figure out what the hell's going on. And he just left the building. Mm. Uh, the next day, Richard honestly just said, for those who came last night, you're welcome back again because I'm doing it and I'm doing it better. Walks out. Clinton, it, that was the yeah, live yeah, episode that they yeah. posted. It's on DVD. It's on Spotify everywhere. He just nailed everything yeah. down to a T as if it was his last dying day. Mm. And it's probably one of the best live comedy albums because he riffs on not using the N-word anymore because yeah, of exactly Africa. Africa yeah, yeah. Um, he talks about when he used to work with the mafia and he did just these great yeah. stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, look at this freaking get yeah. it. Make some stuff of snow. And uh, yeah, they fry it up. They like fried foods, you know? Like, just this outrageous material. But you just realize this is a guy who knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And um, that's why I love comedians like that. And yeah. I don't think anyone can ever capture that kind of spirit like Richard did. I'm glad you brought him back up because I was going to uh, mention this, but now I'll just ask a question about mm-hmm. that documentary. Was Gene Wilder on that documentary? Sadly, no. He's already. Uh, no, Gene Wilder, he was still alive. Yeah. Uh, no, wait. Uh, no, he wasn't in the documentary, but they did do a thing on yeah. Stir Crazy. Uh, yeah. the, the, what was that See other no one? See No Evil and Hear No Evil. And, uh, what's oh, the train one? Silver, Silver Streak. Streak. Yeah. Which was their first pairing. Dude, I almost, pay, I almost paid for an extra day in a hotel. Uh, <laughs> I forget. It's rare that I'm in a hotel by myself. I don't know what was going on. Were they replaying the film? Yeah, I might have been driving back from somewhere. Anyways, but I was in this hotel, and I'm like, oh, I gotta, you know, I gotta get up and get checked out of here. Um, and turn the TV on. No Silver Streak. And Silver Streak. I'm like, holy shit! I haven't seen this movie since I was, you know, a little kid. Yeah. And uh, I do like train movies. I don't know why, but um, there's some there's some good it, shit. And I'm like, shit! I keep looking at the clock. Like, fuck, man. Were you past your checkout time? I, almost. You know, I'm like, yeah. it's like I know that, and you know, every it's on. Like HBO. TBS. No, it was on like, you know, so oh, it's like they every blurred out. seven minutes, there's like four minutes of commercial. I'm like, fuck, man. I'm not like, yeah. I'm like, well, maybe I'll just stay. Because I'm trying to think, like, where can I even find it's not That's not on Netflix. That's not on Amazon. Well, and, and you Black can probably Bo- get it on iTunes. Maybe, yeah. yeah. But I'm like, you know, I, cause you're talking about, we're talking about, uh, you know, video stuff. I can't go to Blockbuster yeah. or something. Like, I mean, yeah. like, shit, I don't even, yeah. like, I, I want to finish watching this and, <laughs> I'm like, well, maybe I'll just drop another 120 yeah. bucks and stick around <laughs> for, the for stick around That'd for an funny. hour. At the, uh, the front desk, they're like, oh, the reason yeah. why you want to stay? Yeah. Silver Street Career. Hurry up, it's yeah. a commercial. That's the thing, like, <laughs> oh, so are you staying overnight? Like, no, 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 I just need, like, 55 more minutes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Gene, like, him and Gene Wilder. They had the best. Stir Crazy, uh, so many people talk about Stir Crazy. Yeah. Um, but in the, in the Omit the Logic, the documentary, uh, one of the directors and one of the producers of the film talked about how Gene and Richard, half of their scenes were first yeah, takes yeah. and improv. Yeah, yeah. Gene, and Gene said this later on. Gene was interviewed in like 2007, 2008, because he was suffering from dementia for yeah, a long time. Yeah. He finally passed away in 2016. And Gene talked about, you know, and you know Gene, we just you know, started improv, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. That's a terrible Gene Wilder impression. but He's got to be a tough one to do. I'm not asking you. I'm telling you. You want to do what? No, no, no. You lose, sir. Good day. Um, Blazing Saddles, by the way. Good stuff. And Richard Pryor was supposed to be in. Oh, really? He was one of the writers. Huh. This is. You should watch. I can lend the documentary. It's fantastic. Yeah, I love to see it. Mel Brooks was actually in the documentary. He talked about Mel and him met. 
And what's funny, Richard Pryor wrote, helped write the script, and yeah. you see it in the, the credits. Mm-hmm. Richard Pryor basically wrote all of the white people lines, and yeah. Mel and Richard both talked about Bart and their lines, yeah. and Richard Pryor came up with Mongo, yeah. that whole thing. Yeah. Mongo only pawn in Game of Life. <laughs> Richard came up with that. Yeah. And uh, Richard was supposed to be playing Bart. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, someone in the studio trying to screw over Richard said to them, you know, the heads of Warner, hey, he's a druggie, he's this and yeah, that, he's yeah, not yeah. on time. And they said, Richard, you're done. Hmm. And Mel was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, uh, we're almost having it. So, I mean, Cleavon Little did a f- great job playing yeah. Bart. But can you imagine Richard yeah. and Gene before Stir Crazy? Yeah. Uh, my, by the way, Silver Streak. That bathroom scene. <laughs> be, you know, man, you must be in some trouble. Yeah. But you gotta work on your tempo. <laughs> it's all in. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. My main man and Richard's whole face, like you know, yeah. man, what's happening? What's happening? We'll never get past the cops. Yeah, yeah. We, we'll get past the cops. I just hope we don't run into no Muslims. Like, <laughs> just I mean, listen, if that was happening in today's movies, oh, holy I know. shit! Well, I was thinking I about the whole like that. this d- blackface debacle down in Virginia. Oh yeah. Um, uh, yeah, it's really yeah. It's yeah, I think about that scene in uh, in Silver Streak. That was Richard Pryor's, you know, that was his idea. Was yeah, like, no, that's we'll funny. And he's like, and I'll teach him how to do this. Really kind of like, you know. How come you white guys got such a tight ass, man? Yeah. <laughs> and I've taken ownership of that. But I think, you know, and, and mentioned in Gene Wilder, the relationship with Richard Pryor, and talking a, a little while ago about, you know, hilarious women on Saturday Night Live, man, Gilda Radner. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, you think, like, man, there was. Yeah. Just, Jane Curtin. Yeah, Gene Wilder he just seemed to, like, have really great human beings kind of gravitate towards him. Yeah. Know, between, uh, yeah. yeah. And so. I assume when your children were very young, or at least a good age, you showed tra- Willie and the Willy Wonka. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, and he, Gene Wilder, I didn't know, had a really good voice, too, yeah, singing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's good stuff. Yeah. Um, another good film. I mean, we're, so, I mean, we're talking about music. This is a music podcast, but like I said, <laughs> last week we talked about Nerf Gives a Fight. Have you seen Midnight Run? With oh, Robert yeah, De Niro. Oh, yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. And, uh, One Charles of my Grodin. funny, yep. funny oh, yeah, film. Yeah. Holy shit. For those who are listening, Midnight Run came out like 1988, the same weekend as Die Hard. No kidding. Um, and a lot of people joke that the reason why Midnight Run's famous is because Die Hard came out the same weekend. <laughs> the lines in that film. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, what was it? When they're... Uh, Oh, when they're getting chased by the helicopter and Marvin's driving and they're all arguing and Charles going, you're the stupidest bounty hunters I've ever met. And De Niro just going, will you shut the fuck up? Like, just that entire film. My dad and I watched it. We were working down in Martha's Vineyard last summer and uh, I rented it on iTunes. And, my, you know, my dad was like, man, I just want to watch a good film. Yeah. And because uh, it was constantly golf and the Red Sox down yeah. there. And I go, well, it's fine. I hooked up the HDMI to the TV at this, the house we were at, and we watched Midnight Run. Oh, my God. I had not seen it fully, watching it fully, and him, you know, he's seen it ten times. Yeah. He was cackling like a bastard, and yeah. I love that. I love, like, yeah. how my dad can react to good films. Yeah. Um, i trying to remember. There was that one line that I constantly repeat. Oh, uh, when um, Dennis Farina is his name? Yeah. 
playing the mob boss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's going, is this moron number one? <laughs> yeah. Put moron number two on the phone. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, the, the scared mob boss going, you know, hey, we got to take care of this. Sydney, sit down, relax, have a sandwich, drink a glass <laughs> of milk, do some fucking thing, will you? Like, just classic lines yeah. and all that. But that's what's great about... You know, this medium, I mean, like I told you, I like to sing. I want to try and get into entertainment. Mm -hmm. And this is one of the ventures. I want to talk to people about music because I'm constantly listening, constantly, you know, even if it's just in my own little world. Yeah. Like, I could just have one day where I'm just straight listening to Chet Baker. The mm -hmm. next day it could be just Tribe Called Quest. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, but I'm glad I could, you know, talk, chat with you. I mean, I've never... This is our first time yeah, actually no, meeting, good, but yeah, yeah. I feel like I've known each other for like well, 10 I was years. Say, even before we started uh, recording, you know, just like sitting down and talking, like, yeah, man. Shit, shit, yeah. Yeah, you're really easy to talk to. That's why I'm looking forward to checking out these other, uh, these, the, the other uh, episodes <laughs> that you've done. Be um, warned, episode two, the first 10 minutes is me speaking in a British accent. Yeah. I hope you don't cringe as much. <laughs> uh, but no, thank you. Yeah, I, I just... I never want to see people upset or frown. Yeah. I just like to shoot the shit. Yeah. I could have a conversation with Fidel fucking Castro <laughs> and not be upset. Like, yeah. We'll be fine. Yeah. But uh, no, yeah, I'm glad we could do this. And um, I mean, this is like, what is that? Hour 52. Like, I don't nice. even know yeah. will this be able to go online. But uh, how long are they usually? I usually do maybe an hour. Um, and that's just hopefully because Anchor, yeah, that's right. I'm talking shit yeah. about Anchor, even though I'm using them is uh, they have, like, they're more for, like, you recording with their software yeah, yeah. instead of uploading, but who cares? I'll say uh, real quick, um, I don't have a lot of podcast experience, so this is great, and I really appreciate it, but a buddy of mine, he was uh, teaching this online lit class, and he's like, hey, uh, I was thinking about me, maybe I'd record podcasts, you know, yeah. you and me, and... Uh, uh, just, you know, give my students just an idea of, you know, we would just talk about the stories. It was a, a like a short story class. We'll just talk about these stories. And just so his students, they have all this shit yeah. that they do online. And Holy shit, I want to get in on Yeah, that. and it was just, you know, so it's like, well, we'll just kind of show them, like, this is how two people could talk about the story if they wanted oh, to. like critique it? Yeah, I mean, just, you know, talk about it, you know, yeah. and critique it a little bit and talk about what's going on and really just, you know, start talking and see where it goes. Yeah. This is our background, so it's not hard for us to do, you know? <laughs> and um, It's just your regular conversations, but recording. Yeah, <laughs> and he was like, you know, I think, you know, it's like once a week, he's like, I'll post like a 20 or 25-minute podcast. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that sounds great. And uh, I think the shortest one we did was like 56 minutes. It, the idea was get on be a like, roll, man. The idea would be like 20 minutes, and uh, but I was running, we, before we bought our house, we were renting this place, and uh, Ben, my wife, and I were renting a house in Bangor that had an attic. And that was the deal. Like, come over, get a six pack, and you could hear. And I've taught my students this before, like in a movie theater. The <coughs> um, my dad taught me that. Yeah. yeah. So it's like you know, we're yeah. The idea we'll have this twenty minute podcast. We'd go up with a six pack of beer in my attic, and you know, an hour and a half later, like fuck. <laughs> and like, oh, next week we'll just twenty minutes next week. Like, yeah. okay. Yeah, or an hour and 12 minutes. Like, oh, yeah, all right. That was shorter than it was, <laughs> shorter yeah. than it was last week. Yeah. Isn't that a great tip that yeah. someone teaches you? Hey, just cough before opening the yeah. door. We used to have a bunch of family reunions down in Pembroke, Mass. And uh, we would have, like, someone would give a speech. Like, oh, it's so great to see all. Because, like, we're not just having people from Massachusetts that are all family. Like, we had people in California yeah. and, like, Florida and all this kind of crap. And um, my dad, uh, I had a, I was like, Dad, I want a soda. I'm like, 
eight or nine at this point. He goes, all right. And it was the summer, and, like, he does, he's not a beer guy, um, but he'll have a bud, you yeah. know, just collect. I don't know, who cares? Um, and he goes, all right, here. And he goes, don't be rude. Go, what do you mean, don't be rude? He goes, at least show some courtesy that you're not caring about this yeah. speech. Like, <laughs> 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 really right there. And I did the, I gave the most stupidest cough. I was like, <laughs> yeah, especially as a little kid. You could like, just hear the yeah. cannon. You could tell someone going, what the fuck is this kid up to? Um, but no, this was honestly fun. I mean, yeah. even just talking about comedy, and I love talking about comedy. I love talking about, yeah. you know, great comedians and even moments. If you have Netflix, Watch Toast of London. Yeah, it's I'll to check that six out. Six episodes, three seasons. So yeah. like, I watched all the entire series in like huh. two days, which is kind of sad. But yeah, well, what's great is he's an instrument. He's a music musician. Mm-hmm. Matt Berry has like a couple of albums, and uh, the theme song he wrote um, called "Take My Hand," and he's very acoustic. Like he grew up on. He did a song with Paul McCartney and stuff. Oh. Yeah, he's a great guy. But most of the show. Uh, You'll see, he's a very egotist not egotistical but like he's so full of himself that all this and that but when you see it, he'll do like a fourth wall break through a song that he wrote regarding the situation of the episode and you see this like husk of a man that just wants to be an actor and successful mm-hmm. and I have this one on repeat um, where <laughs> there's this little kid with the same mustache and hairdo that he has singing on top of the piano that he's playing <laughs> And it's a heartbreaking song, but it's so well written. Mm. Um, but like I said, just moments of like, are you fucking deaf? <laughs> and uh, there's one episode where he just has to say the word yes. Yeah. And the guys in the recording booth are going, maybe just do one more. You know, just give a little oomph. Okay. Yes. <laughs> and then there's one part where they go, all right, why don't you just take the script away and just, you know, read on your own? Yeah. It, it, it's just only just a it. word yeah. I'll just say it once you have to watch he, he's looking at the mic and then he it's as if he forgets he looks at the script kind of gazing and he goes yes <laughs> like the whole thing and it's the, one of the running jokes is one of the guys at the recording booth is called Clem Fandango hmm. and every episode when he's recording he goes hello Steven this is Clem Fandango can you hear me yes I can hear you Clem Fandango like, <laughs> it's always in episodes and uh, he did it three times in one episode, and every time he would say, "You really are a fucking star, aren't you?" Like, just <laughs> enlighten me, Plato. Like, <laughs> it's if you like cla- like good British or like just modern humor, watch that because he's not only an actor; he has like a roommate who's kind of weird but very funny. Um, his agent is a fucking klutz, but she's hysterical, and. Uh, he has a rivalry with this other actor named Ray Purchase. And, oh, it's too funny. He yeah. goes, oh, fuck off, Ray Purchase. <laughs> like, he just goes in this whole thing. But this was this was honestly, yeah. like I said, the fifth episode, it's a little milestone for yeah. me. I didn't know I could be able to get to do five episodes of anything. Uh, I've had a, a podcast before about professional wrestling, but nothing tops this. And thank you for taking time out of your yeah, life. No, my pleasure, you know, man. You got Thanks. three kids. Yeah. You got a wife, you're teaching, you're studying, you're doing all this. This yeah. was very nice of you to do so. No, I appreciate it. I hope you got a little bit out of this as oh, well. Oh, yeah, so. it was great. Perfect. Yeah, it was great. So due next week for homework, uh, write a three-page review yeah. on this episode, what we could have done better. Nice. Um, and 
There's uh, always room for revision. Yeah, yeah. there always is. <laughs> Submit to Blackboard. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, before it goes away. Yeah, Clinton, thank yep. you very much. Yep. Appreciate Thanks, it. Man. My pleasure. And you can listen to uh, The Decadent Herald. Yep. Tuesdays, 2 to 4 p.m. Tuesdays, here 2 to 4. On WMEB. He's playing all kinds of stuff. And, uh, I mean, you mostly play, you'll play some punk, but you experiment. You do yeah, a lot of Yeah, no, things. it's a lot of, uh, yeah, a lot of indie rock. I don't even really know what these terms mean anymore. But It's music. Who yeah, cares? You, yeah. you know what I mean, fam. Lots of indie and uh, some Americana, some Scottish rock. Hey, I'm Scottish. Are you yeah. Scottish? Uh, I don't know. I want to take, like, from my understanding, I got a generous amount of Scotch-Irish, but, uh, nice. uh, but, yeah, I'd like to take... If I wasn't, if I knew what they were doing with my DNA records, I'd take this twenty-three and Me thing or whatever. But I'm not really sure. Ancestry or whatever, yeah. Yeah. Um, but you can listen to. I would, my my one of my slogans on my show is yeah. like two. I have two hours. I'm like I'm gonna be here for the next two hours. I hope you like most of what you hear. Uh, <laughs> I, I can't guarantee you're gonna like all of it, yeah. but like I hope you like. I hope you like most of it. I'm the ignorant asshole. <laughs> I, I'm the franchise show, so I'm like, this is WMB's franchise player, <laughs> the MVP. Nice. Um, you yeah. can listen to franchise show Fridays, 10 p.m. to midnight with Alex Cobra on WMB. This is Scratchy Records, Broken Headphones. Almost just forgot the name of my own podcast. This is Scratchy Records, Broken Headphones podcast, episode five. This has been Clinton Spaulding, and this has been a fantastic episode. We'll see you all next week. Thank you. <laughs>